This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Next Lander Podcast. I'm Vinny Caravella, joined by Brad Shoemaker. Thanks for having me. It's so nice to be here. Oh, you have to be here, along with a- Alex Navarro. Fred made me. I have to be here? You have to be here. I didn't here. sign any papers that say I have to be here. Oh, you, you definitely the, the, the pod, I choose to be here. Are you the podcast cop? Is that yeah. what this is? Are you the cop? Is this a cop cast? What? It's, well, no, it's it's just more like a... Um, it's more like a mutual agree- societal agreement, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. like that. Uh, I see. You know, it's not... Hey, listen, man, we don't have laws here we don't have quote-unquote laws but you will get arrested if you're not here i only recognize maritime law uh great welcome to the good boat next lander yeah i'm sorry that that, i don't see any gold fringe on that microphone so you have no authority here uh i'm wearing uh i'm wearing my weird ripper police necklace uh you just can't see it uh, hey, I got an update for everybody. I know if everybody's been tracking this, I don't even remember which podcast we talked about it on. <laughs> there are so many, but I received, remember that package? Remember that term I talked about my call to the United States Postal Service? Yes. Tell me uh-huh. about your package. 
My big package has arrived. Oh. It, it the the call that said we never got your package. Apparently they did get it somewhere along the line. It arrived only a month and a half late. So um yeah, the tracking never updated, but it just showed up at my door and written on the label were a bunch of big arrows pointing to my address. So somebody must have gotten it and been like, It goes here. <laughs> somebody <laughs> it, heard the show. It get it. To go here. So I am just relieved that it showed up. Um, Fantastic. I, I'm sure. Do you want to remind all the fine people out there what it was inside your big package you were waiting for? Uh, my big package contained a transformer. Mm-hmm. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad that transformer has a arrived. A very important sand. transformer. What, what, what is the ratio of metal to plastic in this particular transformer? It's pretty good. Is it mostly metal? No. Oh. No. But it is, di- it is die cast in the transformer. Okay. Metal transformer all, at this scale, a metal transformer would be pretty heavy. Oh, I thought we, I just assumed we were doing like all die cast transformers these days. No. Oh, he's reaching oh, he's for something. Reaching. It's a, it's a large, uh, Dino Oh my lock. God. It's, um, yes. Oh yes. God. It's Don't not Grimlock. No. Um, I, God, I can't, I can't remember. I cannot remember any Dinobot that is not fucking Grimlock. That's the, it's the, like a Patasaur. What's his name? Sludge. Sludge? Sludge. Okay. Sludge. Sludge. Is he a Patasaur, a Brontosaur? What is he? Aren't they the same thing? I Brachiosaur? Just called, I called them all Brontosauruses at the time, and I know they all changed yeah. at some point. Yes. They all have feathers that's now. A, that's a fine-looking Transformer. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's that a big boy. a real-world thing that looks an awful lot like the cartoon. Also, is it is it real or is it fake? What does that mean? Is it... Is it first party? Is it Bootsy? Is it, is it officially <laughs> licensed? No. Hell no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hell no. Uh, but it is heavy and it is awesome. And now I'm only missing one from the shelf. Uh, got, wait, wait, you've got all the Dinobots? Except for one. What's Which the one, one you're missing? Um, is, is it the flying one? No, it's a Triceratops. Oh. Uh, oh, I would have yeah. been like the second one I went for. Well, they're just, they're just the, the brand I'm going for um, is, is a little hard to find. So oh, okay. I, I have to wait for the re release. This is the Fans Toys. Um, very expensive. The thing, uh, the thing is box. big. Can you hold that up again? Sure. Yeah. Nobody can see like, it. It's like the size of a... Nobody can see it, but it is... It's like at least the size of a football, right? Um. Yeah, sure. And bigger? Yes. Maybe? Yeah. That's a Rawr. big trend. That's a... That's, it's, a big, it's a big Robo Boy. That is a regulation size transformer. They're mm-hmm. awesome. They're, 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 so they're older, and then they just re-released them. And I had gotten um, some over the last... Five six years, I've gotten one or two. And now, oh man, just the whole world. That's for a different podcast, I guess. Yep. Yeah, no, for this. it can, it can be on any po- like this. This podcast can be whatever we want it to be. That's that's the American dream: a full set of Dinobots in every basement. That's yes. true. And it's a podcast true. about it. One more. Just I like uh, talking to other people on the forum who are chasing them down. They they it's like a weird thing. They go up and then sometimes they sell out quickly. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes the prices are inflated. It's just wild. It's just it's a wild world out there. Vinny, I no longer have the right to judge you for any of your uh, misbegotten collections because I've been seriously thinking about kicking up my most useless collection again. Blu-rays. No. No, that's <laughs> that actually has some function because I can okay. watch the movies. Okay, skateboards. Uh, no, I only oh, own okay. one skateboard. All right. Uh, no, uh, professional wrestling masks. Okay, yeah, you're, like you're lucha right. masks. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. <laughs> totally useless. But at the same time, I I. What is your any, collection? It's my collection. I have a bunch what of it, them. 
Can and I make you some kind of like display box for them with glass? Like, well, how many do you have? Oh my God, you super could. I mean, I can't display it here, but like <laughs> if I move and I get another spot, hell yes, you can. Okay. How many are we talking? Uh, so I bought a bunch when I was in my 20s. Most of them weren't super expensive. Uh, it was a lot of like, you know, $40, $60 masks. Um, mm. I have a couple that are a little more expensive than that. But like, I'd say I have like 20-ish. Oh, that's a big box. I don't know how to display Well, that. I don't need to display all of them. Just, oh, the, okay. just the nice ones. Okay, that's awesome. So are some, so you, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. None of them, I assume, are like, a wrestler who wore that mask. Their reproductions. One. <gasps> one that I believe Ooh. was wrestler worn, or at least Ooh. it was made by the person who made the masks for that that wrestler. That's close enough. Yeah, uh, this wrestler Hayabusa, who passed away some years ago, he was a regular mainstay of a Japanese promotion called FMW, which is one of the first hardcore deathmatch promotions ever. Uh, like they would do the exploding cage deathmatches, the barbed wire, all that fun shit. Ooh, uh, so wait, is that your prize one? What's that? Exploding cage? Uh, look, exploding <laughs> in this case is lit, it, like there's some air quotes around that. Like it's a bunch of pyro going off around the ring, and it is dangerous, but it's definitely not like the whole ring explodes. Um, uh, is that your most prized one? Yes, I bought that when I was in Japan. Like I wow. went to uh, was it Nakano Broadway that uh that shopping mall in in Tokyo that has like a bunch of like little stores in it, and one of them was like a. Uh, what is that chain of stores that has like a million department, like tiny department store like locations? I can't remember the name of it, but they had one that was like just all their wrestling memorabilia. Hmm. And so they had a bunch of like regular reproductions and also like really expensive ones, including ones that were like signed. I did not buy a signed one. I just bought like an official Hayabusa mask. <gasps> that's cool. That is that is cooler than my plastic toys. That's a that's. A oh, cool I thing. don't know. Okay, it's close, but I think I think that the one that a wrestler could have worn or was an official thing. That's like having yeah. the animation cell from Transformers, you know? That's like a different level of authenticity. And I should say I did not spend like thousands of dollars on that or anything. It was like a few hundred bucks and okay. it was totally worth it. I right, listen, I'm not here to judge. <laughs> I'm definitely not here to judge. Um the shelf makes me feel Sometimes it makes me feel good and sometimes it makes me feel a locked in handcuffed to things. But generally I still like the, Hey, this Dinobot was a lot of fun to transform back and forth. It's that's a fun one. Some of the Hell transformers yeah. not fun to transform back and forth. Too many, I mean, I too was, many moving I, pieces. I, I would argue back in the day that was true of a hundred percent of them. No. Yeah. Oh man. Then I should, you should, one of some of these, you need like an engineering degree. Like that. No joke. Some of them take like a half hour to transform. Jesus with like, Christ. That's with like a, um, a little, how are you going to make the noise for that long? Like, yeah, you just got to put it on loop. Hang on guys. Hold on. I'm doing the leg now. Just like, don't start the battle yet. Hang on. It's going to take another 10 minutes to get the arms going. Oh wait, we're going back in the cars. God damn it. All right. Let's uh, go. I didn't even, it's it's didn't uh, get halfway there yet. It's uh, they're, 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 some of them are just pains in the butt. Some of them are engineering marvels. Mm-hmm. I'll say some of them are stressful because you feel like you're going to break them during the transformation. But some of them, yeah, listen, it's a, imagine designing one of those things to have to go from this to that in with a 175 moving pieces. That's just wild. It's just wild. Um. Anyway, my package arrived. Happy Congratulations to your to your big package. Are you uh, Alex? Uh, just to circle back around, are you in the market for more wrestling masks? Is that what's happening? So I, uh, after I went to that AEW show, I was like, you know what? I want to pay tribute to the man who got me into that show. And I wouldn't looking for a, uh, an, an evil Uno mask. 
Oh, and nice. I found I found like a nice like pro grade one that was like not super expensive uh, from someone who was selling it, I think, on eBay. And so I got that. And now I'm looking at it. And I'm like, you know, there's like about a half dozen other mass wrestlers that are currently working that I really like how their stuff looks. And now I'm like now I'm having to like slap myself on the wrist and be like, no, no more this month. No, <laughs> just get a water bottle and squirt yourself in the yes. face every time or start getting replica heads. Like a like a like flesh. Like oh no 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 no! That's yeah. creepy. Yep. I don't nope. want that. Nope. Get them. Get them. The more real. No the flesh more, heads in my apartment. Please the more no. realistic the eyeballs, the better. Uh, I'll settle. Like, I'll settle for these like styrofoam heads. No, nope. like, these are fine. Nope. You're holding up a styrofoam head with a mask on it. I. This say, is the one I used for uh, for uh, League of Heels. I want uh, I want Alex to have flesh heads with actual human hair and uh, uh, in the- no wigs, none of that. No. <laughs> yep, yep. I want it behind you, and maybe their eyes move once in a while. And uh, I want you to uh, hook it into the, some of our APIs so that people can move the eyeballs around. Anyway, oh god, Ugh. it sounds great. It sounds great, Brad. Do you have you like? Do you have any vices in collecting? Are you, I mean, are you free? I've been sitting here this whole time just waiting to say. I can't recommend it enough. If you can funnel all of your hoarding instincts in a digital direction, ah, gotcha. it really helps cut down on the clutter. <laughs> well, then you just have hard drives that you need to buy. Right, then yes. you just have to buy more hard drives all the time. Yes. But, uh, digital collections. Yes. Oh, I have best. many digital collections, too. It's just, you know, this is, this is my current physical desire. I was just this morning. I was turned on to, uh, gosh, what is it? Bitsavers. Oh, Bits, go to bitsavers.org. Okay. I guess it's just. I mean, they don't really come out and explain exactly what it is, but it seems like an attempt to archive the entire history of computing. Wait, in what form? It's, it's six hundred gigabytes of like every operating system you can ima- imagine, like a bunch Whoa. of source code from like I'm looking at I'm looking at the source code for the. Lisa workshop from the Apple Lisa right now. Oh, wow. Oh, that's pretty uh, wild. There's like PDFs from like every company you can think of for all the products they made. Um, huh. Magazine scans. Here's, here's a section called communications. Is that like emails from different companies or something? God, I hope so. So it's just anything they could get their hands on around a, a, a computer system. Yeah, like they've got a bunch of uh, they've got a bunch of images of like SGI IRIX, like all the old operating systems that all these companies used to run on that's, all their stuff. Bitsavers.org. Cool. I think there's they a just, place. They just they just straight up have an rsync command right there on the front page. It's like, <laughs> hey, you just want to rsync do. this whole collection down. Here you go. <laughs> you think there's a place that is accessible to the public that has working versions of all these systems in, in kind of a museum quality there's atmosphere. Defi- there are definitely different computing museums out there. I don't know how many of them have like systems up and running versus mm. just kind of there on display. I know there is uh, I don't remember the name. There's a big museum in Seattle. That's got a bunch of old mainframes in it. Oh, like see. P- okay. Like PDP 11 era, just like gigantic room size computers. Can you get in there? But- yeah, you could. Well, I don't know about right now. I, mean, I think it's probably temporarily closed. Oh, I just mean in general. Like, yeah, can, you can absolutely go in there, and uh, I might be able to find the name. Can I try and play Doom on like a, what is it, the uh, ENIAC, the ENIAC, the ENIAC, ENIAC? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if the thing's still <laughs> probably still in existence somewhere, but I don't think that. Fourteen people plugging stuff in to try and move forward one space. Hey, <laughs> Doom. Are you gonna Are you gonna port Doom to Punch Card? Yes. Yeah. Be my guest. <laughs> I'm so, you know, I bet I wouldn't be the first one. Somebody's probably yeah. done it. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of computer games, 
We have, a we have a decent amount to go through today. Yeah, and then uh, we got some news later on. We're going to get through. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to talk about Far Cry 6, Jet the Far Shore, and uh, some of that Outer Wilds DLC. And then later on, get into some news, some acquisitions, some more operating system news. And of course, your Smash Brothers hit mm -hmm. uh, Dude, and take like, here on the Next Lander podcast. I was, I was going to wait until we actually got to the news section, but we are really just playing <laughs> news bingo this week. Yeah, we are. It's like, all right. Switch Pro rumors, <laughs> somebody buying a studio, uh -huh. uh, a corporation fucking up badly. Bingo! Uh, Smash Brothers announcements. Bingo! He's by Battleship. Bingo. David Jaffe showing his ass. Oh, it's, really, it's really just mm -hmm. <laughs> the greatest hits of 2021 the video spread. game news. All I'm missing is a GTA rumor, and I would have had oh, it. I've got good news for you. Oh. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Hmm. Oh, man. All right. Uh, well, let's talk about Far Cry 6. Let's talk okay. about Far Cry let's 6. Let's get in there. Let's so, talk about it. Um, I, I don't mind Far Cry 6. I am mildly enjoying my time with it, but I feel like I need to get out of the way of stronger opinions than that. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, let's let's go around the room here. Mm -hmm. What is our general temperature on the Far Cry franchise? Like I, I like I said, I, I am I am enjoying it for what it is mostly, but it I it is exactly what it is. Franchise like, or this game in particular? Oh, Stars, oh the franchise. The, the franchise. franchise. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, I think I think the current Far Cry series peaked with four. I think okay. I been, agree with and it that. Has been, okay. It has been downhill since. Both, okay. both for having the best story and also for having those little flying lawnmowers, those improvised helicopters yes. that are just lawnmowers. Okay. I, I, could see, I could see that argument. Yeah. I will say for my part, I have never loved a Far Cry game, but three and four were among the only ones I really got much enjoyment out of, and five, I bounced off so fucking hard, I might as well flung myself to another planet. Uh, yeah. And this one, I am not getting much more uh, of, a, of a good feeling out of. My my feeling on the Far Cry franchise is they are pushing in opposite directions in terms of the trying to have ridiculous, goofy, Saints Row-ish almost gameplay and then trying to have a weird, tr trying to, attempting to have some kind of drama play out that yes. is... Uh, supposed to kind of move you or or get real, and those I, things are pulling the middle in a way that is just tearing. Oh yeah, that, that, that no, leaves it's you, like it's a little you. wind up toy with a label on it written "Prestige Television" and another one <laughs> wind up toy with the most stupid imaginable written on it. And yes, those horses are running in opposite directions, yeah, and yeah, they are they're tearing this thing dude, the, the fuck apart. The the Prestige Television angle. I don't know if this is like a wider like across the company Ubisoft initiative. This is the first place I've really seen it as much, but like they straight up bill it as a Ubisoft original. Yes. And it's got the most like prestige serialized drama cable TV show intro I have yes. ever seen in a video game. They have been going in that direction. And this is definitely like it feels like the final fruition of like we're just doing that shit now with that intro sequence, which is better than the game. I, and, I, and stars John Carlo, John Carlo Esposito. Uh, yes, Esposito. So like, like it is just, and from every angle, it feels like it is trying to be the video game equivalent of of prestige TV. The combo of that intro, the title that says you know whatever it is, Ubisoft Joint, and mm. then the like intro by credits, uh, definitely had a sense of like, all right, you're def you're going for a thing, and then let's just talk about it, and then like within ten minutes of this, um. 
what, what I'm sure they want to be this harrowing intro of uh, uh, the revolution and the dictatorship and they're and for all intents and purposes Cuba it's not even a referential Cuba it's basically just Cuba. Yara is the name of the island but let's be honest like every aesthetic element of this is if not more blandly uh, you know Latin Caribbean Latin American than very specifically Cuba. Yeah, the one the one difference that I haven't quite figured out is that this this fictional Caribbean island also had a revolution in the mid twentieth century, but the people who carried out that revolution are not in power, so I'm not quite sure what the continuity is there. That's like kind of the one big difference, but I don't know if they even bother to get into that. I'm going to guess no. Yeah, I'm not far enough in to know where they decide to plant their flag as far as like what that revolution was and what they think of actual revolutions, but I will say that the first big dumb character you meet in that game being like, yeah, you know, I used to disrupt com- countries for the CIA gives me an idea of maybe where that's going. Well, yeah, I mean, there's more. I mean, he also says he works for the KGB, like he is just... Yeah. Like, no, he's a, a, he's a merc, like totally. Loose cannon, loose cannon fixer guy, but like, yeah, they... The whole, like, first mission and a half in this feels like they are just going hard into, like, this is a serious situation. Like, these people are being repressed, and it sucks, and they need to overthrow this fucker. And then, yeah. yes, you, and then midway through the second mission, you meet that guy. Like after Who has a pet croc that just like, eats a dude in yes, front of you. Like, that's, that's, but that, that was when, like, the, I spent the whole first hour, or whatever it is, until you get up to that point, going, like, man, like, maybe they have actually tried to take a more serious tack with Far Cry, finally. And then you get to that guy and it's just like wacky title pops up on the yeah. screen when you meet him, like motion graphic stuff of like Juan Cortez. And he's like this whiskey chugging, scar chomping, like like I said, former CIA and KGB. And then each Marin sounding motherfucker. Yes. yes. And then Gua, his, his, his friend Guapo the crocodile shows up like seconds later. He's wearing, wearing a little vest, yeah. wearing a military vest. And uh, like it, it goes super wacky. So yeah, you, within, just total whiplash. I think within that ten minutes, you get uh, you get your ally, your buddy Guapo the alligator, crocodile, crocodile. Alligator, sure. actually, I, they actually, say croc, sure. but it's okay. you know it, it could be interchangeable. So you, you 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 get that mechanic of now having your ally, your buddy, who can then you can sick on people to go uh, chomp, uh, and then I think within a. Not too much later, you get your super weapon, uh, which I think the first um, um, this first one of those is basically just a rocket launcher on your back that fires off uh, uh, multiple missiles. Uh, and so you're you're waiting. You now get the mechanic where you can recharge this super, basically that you can launch off uh, and and upgrade. And the game just kind of goes. Uh, and then you get a parachute pretty quickly, and you're kind of just hitting all the Far Cry um, stuff and a little bit less of the. Oh, right. Revolution. Yes. I kind of forgot. Um, yeah, I'm all in. So those two things are just batting at each other. The gameplay does not feel that right. different to me than uh, previous games. Like, um, it's, it's very much the same. I, I couldn't bring myself to reinstall five and go back and look, but this one has got... Um, I feel like they've gone a little more in the direction of like different ammo types and different ar- enemies with armor types. And you yes, need like for sure. Oh, unless- like, oh, you need soft, soft target rounds are better on enemies without armor and you need armor piercing rounds for enemies that do have armor. Like there is that dynamic to it. I think that's new. Yeah. Unless, unless I'm totally misremembering too. I didn't get through a lot of five either, but that seemed new where you're tagging them and it's coming up with, um, uh, all of their stats. Like, Hey, right. this person has, you know, this kind of weapon This has, uh, you know, this kind of, uh, armor type and, and all that stuff. And you, I don't know if this is new either. You have your full inventory and you're putting mods on weapons to kind of 
counter rock, paper, scissors, these armor types and all of this stuff and silencers and all that stuff. So you have your full inventory on you at all times and you have all these mods on weapons. Uh, and then you can slot them into your basically your four weapon slots at any given time. So even when you're on a mission, if you're like, oh, I now need um, sniper rifle. Yeah. And you can just go into your inventory and slot in this, the proper sniper rifle with the proper ammo mod on it. You don't have to go to a workbench, which is actually kind of nice. So you don't have to go back to your, uh, a chest or anything to get the weapons out. You kind of carry everything with you. It's just can you access it from the weapon wheel or the, the quick select, which is kind of nice. Um yeah, I uh, gameplay wise, I found it maybe a little more, um, a little more pushing you in the stealth direction than I than I initially felt like with other Far Cry games. Like things pop off for sure, but I feel like the stealth, uh, the, at least the, the secondary characters, a lot are like you can go in guns blazing. But I recommend this path for stealth. yeah. Does it seem weirdly kind of hard for a Far Cry game, or like punishing? Maybe is a better word because I- like. So they, I don't know if they've done this before, but each like area of the map is rated with a rank and that mm-hmm. rank is, and you have a rank that you level up as you do missions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they don't really spell out what that means mechanically, but I think it's straight up means like you take more damage in higher rank areas and stuff like that, because there are spots where like you just kind of get smoked in 30 seconds of being out in the open. I, I don't know. I, they specifically say that the soldiers uh, in those areas are better trained than the right. ones in the other yes. areas. So, And yes. you go to their, like, you see their health meter. Like, they definitely have more ticks on there yeah. and they're red. Yes. And so, but well, like... Likewise, likewise, when you mouse over your character level, it all it says is that this very vague, like, earning higher ranks will help you fight the enemy better or something like that. It's like, you just tell me, does that give me more health? What does that mean? I don't know if it's just me. Like I'm, I'm, I'm playing it on the normal difficulty. I, I have not died yet. And I like, I'd say I'm probably like five and a half, six hours into it somewhere around there. And when I've gone into higher rank areas, albeit not like crazy higher rank, I have not had a great deal more trouble. Like I, I do think that it is like those enemies are tougher, but if you just do a little bit of recon beforehand, you can usually get out of those scrapes pretty easily. I, I've found it to be when the alarm goes off, it is firefight city yeah. and, not, and not being able to turn it off. So that each kind of compound or area seems to have multiple alarms and stuff like that. And I go stealth until the alarm pops off. And then I sit in a room and wait for everybody to run into the room and kind of snipe. Yeah. Them. Uh, also getting putting silencers on my sniper rifle really helped me a lot to be able to just pick people off from a distance that was a big one putting a silencer on my pistol helped me out um you're doing a lot of collecting materials to to make this stuff gunpowder seems to be at a premium collecting so much shit there is dude there is so much crafting in this game so you have you have okay so i we should probably say the 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 cia guy i forgot his name the guy who's that juan cortez yeah Yeah, juan Juan Cortez. cortez Um, is basically the uh, MacGyvering you up weapons and stuff like that. And you have a super weapon called uh, uh, the Supremo. The Supremos. There's a category. There's like several that unlock over the course of the game. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really feels like a super, you, you tap both shoulder buttons uh, to, to launch it and then it recharges over time though. You can speed up the recharge by mayhem. Um, And so you're getting uranium for those upgrades. And then each weapon seems to, uh, the mods pretty much seem to need gunpowder and some mix of other other weapons. So you're getting gunpowder for your weapon mods and stuff like that. And then there's a bunch of other medical supplies. There's, you know, uh, a bunch of other collectibles you can get for, uh, you can sell them for pesos or, um, or what, is that the currency of Yara? Yeah. Okay. Yara and pesos. 
Uh, and then, um, or you can you, you can kind of do base upgrades, which I haven't gotten too far into the base upgrades. Uh, I, that part I haven't done too too much yet. And so, I feel like I'm just not even looking at that upgrade thing until I know I have gunpowder. Because every time I go in there, I need gunpowder uh, to to get a, a a sniper. And all I want are silencers. That's it. <laughs> I just really want. Silencers. I have I have kind of completely ignored the crafting, which probably is part of the reason I'm finding the game kind of hard. But it is so overwhelming. With <laughs> so many different types of materials, and also like. You can trade a bunch of those materials for other materials or money. Yeah. There's but, a pretty complex economy going on yes, there. But some of the pretty much everything you can trade in for something else also has a specific use in crafting. So you don't necessarily know if you should be trading it in or not. I'm or just trading in like, the skins, like animal skins that I, right. uh, that I get. But even, but even, the, even the animal stuff you can use in cooking at the cantina. Yeah. Um, and then there's, um, there's the general, there's a general upgrade it's the mantra, the philosophy, the the resolver, the uh, oh yeah yeah the yes. uh, the resolver, the uh, yes. getting in there. Hey, it's it's basically like hey, get do what you need to do to get get it done. The MacGyver weaponry, yeah. Uh, and then it, against this whole backdrop uh, is this kind of um, the story, which is uh, the dictator of Yara or the 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 person who's in charge. You know, the quote unquote president. Uh, it has, has, uh, developed or, or is it, is it, I can't, can't tell yet. Is it real? Their cancer drug? Is it, it's supposed to be real or is it allegedly, they, uh, they have, real? I I'm, I assume it's real. I like they kind of, they, um, they, they position over it like, some of that stuff at the beginning. Yeah. But they position it as the backbone of the country's economy. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just that he is keeping that all going with slave labor. They basically derived some kind of cancer treatment from tobacco. Yeah. And so he is basically running a slave state. Slave state uh, that that uses some kind of aerosol that's poison to uh, yeah it's not all super clear uh, so you, like, you you go in there and burn the farms a lot and I, I literally poison. was gonna I was gonna say like <laughs> I feel like I probably again I I kind of am having a moderate amount of fun with this being very realistic about what it is but. I absolutely probably could have stopped playing this game after what is it the fifth mission or so where you literally. Go to a farm with a flamethrower, yeah. mm-hmm. blow up a bunch of fuel tanks, and set the entire field of crop on fire while some like raucous licensed music plays in the background. It was like, dude, you, you literally did this exact mission in Far Cry Three <laughs> ten years ago. <laughs> and that's like, the th- I, and- like I, it's still it's still mildly amusing to watch all this stuff blow up and like watch the AI and physics bug out occasionally. But at the same time, like, boy, have I seen this before? But that's that's the brick wall I keep running into with this game is that like. It's the same problem I have with every fucking Far Cry. Like, it is a goddamn formula. The formula has never super worked on me. And here, it's just... This has always been a super tacky franchise. Like, with the way that they mix and match, like... You know, the the wackiness of the action with their ostensibly serious storylines. Which are usually just... Just set dressing, more than anything else. And 5 was, I think, my breaking point. But this one, too, is just like... You have there's if you were worried that this was going to be the one to finally make a political statement, let me assure you that is not happening anytime soon. There is like this game does not even seem to know where it really thinks about revolution other than your this revolution you are involved in is good because the president is bad. And please have no thoughts about this beyond that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's basically just flat. I mean, like, you know. But the, but the formula honest, itself like the, the is also flat. The dictator is a flat. bad guy. Like, the dictator is a pretty yeah. fucking bad guy. Like, he definitely needs to go. Yeah. But but, but, but there's, it's pretty flat beyond that of just like, hey, there's a bad guy running this country. You need to topple him. And he's flat compared to even the other, you know, like, megalomaniacal characters they've had in this franchise. Mm-hmm. Like, this man is not pagan men. I'm telling you right now. Like, <laughs> this guy... I love Giancarlo Esposito as an actor, but they have given him almost nothing to work with here. He is the most bland El, El yeah. Presidente, like caricature of a dictator in Latin America that you could ever come yeah, up with. Yeah, it's it's literally like scenes of him. Like his his son is there a lot, and yeah. his son clearly does not want to follow in the family business. Um, and, and there's just scenes of him like trying to force his son to execute a prisoner and stuff like that. You know, like it is very generic. Yeah, and, like, and, and then yeah, so they they do the thing where yes, they they have this kind of um, iron fisted dictator with the son who doesn't want to be there and uh, you're all forced into it. And then on the other side of that, you are ex military, uh, of course. Right. And who has now been just wanted out this, just wanted to get out of here, but they keep sucking me back in. So you are on your way off the Island, wind up dragged back in. Um, but then the turn even is kind of glossed over by the time they get you to fully sign up. You're just kind of like, yeah okay now i'm just here i'm doing this now also also on top of that like they immediately start saying like oh you're you're our best fighter like you're you're the one like like you literally become like the chosen one of this revolution within the space of like five missions from from where they're like who the fuck are you yeah why are you here like (laughs) you should have died instead of your friend who we actually like like fuck you it really like to like you're the only one that can unite all these disparate factions and and win the country back it feels a lot like they focus tested a lot of early game stuff that eventually got cut because they really wanted to get you to the part where you blew shit up faster and so like they they really speed run you through the usual hero's journey of one of these (laughs) of like this is where okay now you're just in it fucking you have a crocodile and a rocket launcher go I did like yeah, it's 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 basically like half a dozen short missions on a tiny island where yeah. you get your you know your your gorilla legs and then by the end of that they're like okay now go to the mainland and do everything for us. They, they do have a scene where uh, um they they yeah the the main leader of this uh uh Libertad faction is like you're my number one and like you're gonna do it you're the chosen one and then you go to the um the weapons dealer and like no you gotta level up more before you can buy (laughs) you have to be ranked up more before you can get these with these weapons you're like wait i thought i'm the best be like "Mm, not the best stuff now no i gotta rank up a bit and uh boy they really like calling each other gorillas uh they gorillas gorillas they um they i don't know much about if that happens in real life but boy the the referencing themselves as the best uh gorillas uh out there happens a lot and let me tell you i'm a real gorilla mm-hmm. yeah i heard that about you Gorilla. uh yeah i don't know like i'm it's it is a the sandbox parts of it i think i'm okay with the parts where i watch this world devour itself with the ai and i'm just sitting there on a tower with binoculars or my phone mm-hmm. watching the world explode or literally explode around me because the 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 world seems like it is constantly not bugging out but at least catching on something a car hit something mm-hmm. and then yep. a, a dog ran into a fire and that That's, dog was on fire and ran I, into- I literally <laughs> i literally came on like came over a hill and found some some soldiers fighting the gorillas like they shot 
the whole, I think there was a guy on a horse who they shot with a bazooka horse <laughs> horse caught on fire and is running around in circles mm-hmm. on fire like a boar runs into the whole thing like a, a, a mo- then a motorcycle runs by and catches a guy and he goes flying through the air everything's on fire it's ridiculous like those are actually my favorite parts of Far Cry yeah those are the best things about Far Cry and I just I think for me I've just hit a point now where like the novelty of that sandbox has no longer that interesting to me and they have not found a way to make the trappings around that stuff better. And if anything, they have leaned into, I think, the worst instincts this franchise tends to have. Yeah, so I, so th- that's the other side of it, right? Like, I think the sandbox stuff, running around and doing that stuff, I'm, I'm okay with. I'm having some fun there, uh, just in the action. But then as soon as it goes back into, now we need to, hey, take a second. We're going to get serious for a second. Look at the scene. Watch this. I want you to watch this scene. Okay, just kidding. Let's go back over here. Like that's the part that it's is kind of throwing me, and it, it just makes me flush all that other stuff down the toilet. Which is like, okay, let's just get back into the sandbox where I, I get this pet. I can go sick on people uh, and and sneak around. And that that you know that that kind of smashing together. I think some people are just going to be like, yeah, whatever. Just kind of throw that other stuff away. I have a lot of fun in the sandbox. Or maybe some people are going to be like, it's really it's really affecting me. You know, maybe I don't know. But for me, it seems to be smashing into each other constantly in ways that pull me in and out. You know, it's just like yeah. disco- it's very discordant. Um, I think I think, it, you know, it, this happened to me in the last game, too. I think it's what yanked me out of the last game a bit was just like, I don't know where you want me to be. Like, should I just be a murder machine or should I not be? A, should I be sad? I don't that, really know. That's the point is that they can't want you to be one or the other because the only way this thing flies is for them to have no thoughts whatsoever about where you should lean on that. Like, the this thing cannot function if they think you're supposed to be taking it seriously or they think you are supposed to only be doing the dumb shit. Like, they, those two things cannot exist in harmony so long as the developers have an opinion about that. Hmm. I do like, I did meet a character um, when I was playing that I, I actually liked. I'm curious to see where it goes. The Brad, you got up to the part with the guy with the dead man switch. When you yes, I was literally going to say that in this conversation at some point of saying like, hey, Philly, the mechanic actually is like yeah. a very well-written character and very well acted. Whoever they yes. got to act that part was like extremely good in that role. And Ph- Philly seems all right. That was the first moment in that game where I saw a cutscene and was just super like engaged with what was happening and, and the performance and stuff. Like I, I'm glad I saw that before I came in here. Philly, Philly has some more stuff later on too, but like okay. Philly seems to have the right attitude, at least in that cutscene too, of just like, Hey man, whatever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. like, Hey, you know, whatever's going on here. I don't know. Do it. Yeah. But yes. I, but I need whatever, 10 more raccoon tails before I'll help you. <laughs> whatever, whatever his mission was at that point. So I, I like I feel like I would be much more okay with this game if it had more personality like that. Like that character was really really, really well written and acted. And there's like one treasure hunt I found with like a mongoose in a house. I don't know if yeah, you played that one. Yeah, that was very silly. And like the note you find about that mongoose, this guy's epic war against this mongoose was like pretty damn funny. But like every single other note I have found lying around is just the most straightforward, bland like these civilians are revolting and we have to stop them. Like mm-hmm. we have to drop off these supplies here, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, why did you even write this stuff? Like, it's not worth my time to read this stuff. So every time I see like Philly or that mongoose side mission, I'm like, man, if yeah. all of this game had this much personality to it, like I would be having a way more, you know, interesting time with it. But that's that the mo- thing is that they're never going to commit that much stuff to it. Because again, there's so much built up cruft and so much expectation of what a Far Cry game is supposed to have at this point. That it does like they feel like they have to fill in those margins because you you're just supposed to find that kind of stuff in these kinds of games. Like you have to do it. That's just how we make these games. 
The, and that's uh, the thing. It all feels very obligatory in a way that is just not interesting at all. The mongoose thing, by the time I got that mongoose and it made a run for it and was on fire, setting that entire town on fire, Yeah. Um, all the pigs burned that were in that town. And then I had got that mongoose and then everybody was just still milling about as their town was on fire. Was a very, again, part of those things that's like, am I... I don't think I'm helping. <laughs> I'm not probably helping not. Here. I'm probably not helping. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's it just it's it's pulling me. It's it's trying to have it both ways, and I feel like it's not really succeeding for me in either of them uh, fully. Uh, and I'll probably jump back in, but th- I I think I need more propellant for my sandbox in in this mm-hmm. in that. Uh, yeah. As as maybe silly as that sounds, like hey, it's a sandbox, just do whatever. I think I need a little more motivation in there to to go around. That's a little more than clear the bunker out or like uh um complete this objective yeah, and then like tear they, the billboard. They've, they've toned down the checkpoints. I think they maybe did that in five a little bit as well. Like it's not just as many, like, you know, previous Far Cry's, it was nothing but the base, like the checkpoint. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like these little self-contained bases that you were taking over, and there's not as many of those now. But everything else you're doing, it might as well be those. It's still just here's a location, tag every guy here or take them out. Yeah. You're you're done. And like even those have just not been that interesting. I did I did a big one that was like a big story one that was um just it was also just not that interesting like it was a i thought it would be it was feel, felt like the set piece one you know the ones that should be interesting mm-hmm. and um it was also just like a clear this building out and when you get outside I had this big firefight um and i also also a couple of times now i've gotten ahead of the ai and i'm like hey follow this character and you get ahead and they just stop and they stop moving until you gotta kind of get behind them and wait for them to be like Okay, go do your story thing. It was like, oh no, they're all here. They're all outside. And I was like, I'm fighting them. And she was just waiting upstairs. And so I was like, what are we doing? And so I walked upstairs and was like, what are we going to do? We have to escape. Definitely got a few moments with like scripting or even like textures and places like that that feel a little dated. Yeah. Granted, granted, game development is very difficult right now. I get it. But and there's there's parts of it that feel almost like a or like very small details. I don't mean anything huge, but like yeah. some of the details around the edges feel almost like a regression from previous games. Yeah, like it's not an like it's it's a pretty game. Like it's, you it's know, very the pretty overall, nice for sure. But it just yeah, like I don't think there's anything there that's like really a visual draw for me, other than hey, you know, Cuba's a a, a really interesting looking place, and they've basically just plundered that. I, I have you know ever ever since the first Just Cause, I've always had a soft spot for a really pretty tropical open world, mm-hmm. and it's definitely hitting that. You know, it's like oh, it's there's boats everywhere, and I can just hop in a boat and sail around, and it's beautiful, and that's kind of relaxing. Honestly, so like. Two of my favorite moments. First of all, there's this repeatable, like, blow up these anti-aircraft guns activity, which mm-hmm. I'm sure, Vinny, you've probably done a few of those. That's how you get your uranium. One of my favorite moments with that game so far was going, like, coming up on one of those and going, like, hey, I wonder if I could not kill anybody here. Not because I wanted to, like, do a, a you know, a non-lethal run, but because I didn't want to waste time fighting guys that I don't care about fighting. Sure. But I was like, I wonder if I could just, like, sneak in the back way and just blow up this gun and that will be it for the mission. And sure enough, like, I went around the back way threw two sticks of dynamite on that anti-aircraft gun and finished the mission in 10 seconds. And nice. I was like, nice. I was like, okay, that was like some creativity. I actually got to be creative here about a solution and like it worked and that was cool. The other thing is I did my first jet ski race. night, <laughs> And there was just something quaint about like, you know what? 
sometimes I just want to do a fucking open world <laughs> race mission. Oh, totally. Like, you know, I was doing open world race missions in that Naruto open world game that Ubisoft did in like 2007 or mm. whatever. <laughs> They've been making this game for so fucking long. But sometimes it's kind of comforting to just do a race mission. Yeah, it's just a nice little tour around um, the environment, you know, just checking yeah. out some spots while you're racing around. Yeah, but that, that by no means like redeems the like dated feel of of the game overall. My favorite moment was uh, lining up this really hard headshot on a guy from really far away uh, and waiting for the perfect moment when the character was about to turn back around and, you know, like walk into my site again. And then uh, an AI an AI car just came and plowed through that character yep. and just kept right, right, going away. Those are the moments that make it all worth it. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'll probably jump in for a little bit more and see if there's another hook in there. But um uh, I, I think, like I said, I think I need just need a little bit something more to pull me along in that sandbox. Like, I, Just Cause is, is for the most part, fun enough with the mayhem, and I don't think this is quite there. And also, yeah. tonally, Just Cause, I feel like, just aligns on more fronts than, than this is. For yeah, me. Just Cause doesn't take anything seriously. Yeah. Uh, but even that series, as much as it escalated over time, even that series ran out of steam, right? Like, you Kind of got keep, out of pocket a bit. Can't keep doing this stuff forever. Yeah. Yeah, and this is really... It's really trying. I bet there's going to be a lot of fun videos of the That world in there seems bananas. It's just yeah. the kind of set dressing they did around it is mm-hmm. a little, I guess, eye-rolly for me at times. I guess is really what it feels like. Just like, ugh, come on. Yeah. It, like, I, I, I don't know where this franchise goes from here. I, 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 if anywhere. If they're going to keep making them, I really wish they would just sort of tear down the expectations of what these games are and find some other angle to them, but I just don't think they ever will. I think as yeah. long as these games continue to make money, they will just keep using this exact same formula forever. Probably right. I mean, they've tried here and there with, like, Blood Dragon and stuff like that, but... Just... But even those always just felt like, you know, digressions. Like, those were... Ne- like, I never thought they were gonna, like, Blood Dragon was the future of this franchise. Yeah, yeah, it was just yeah, like, like, here's our yeah. dumb idea that we wanted to throw out there. Yeah, like, like Blood Dragon, Primal, New Dawn, like, they're all just the same thing with a different coat of paint. Mm. Yeah. So. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they realize... I, I feel like they, from Far Cry 4 on... They were like, we need this super charismatic villain, and we, and we can get serious here. And and yeah. let's, well, let's three even remember three had Voss. I think. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Voss three is what a, I meant. Sorry, three. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. but then Pagan Men is is arguably like even a one up on on Voss. Sorry, I, I, but I did mean three. So three yeah. on was like we're always gonna ca- and we're gonna we're gonna try and flex our we've got something to say chops. Uh, but then at the same time, this parallel track of uh escalating gameplay right mm-hmm. of uh, okay let's just give you everything from the jump here i think you get a grappling hook too within like the first yes, you do very quick 30 minutes of that game and i feel like i have hardly used it because i also have a parachute that i could just jump off of cliffs with so and there's zip lines everywhere so yeah right um yeah i have to figure out the healing mechanic in that game too i don't think i quite have a handle on how you make more doses of healing juice they just they just re- recharge over time the, but I assume at some at point, one. yeah, I assume at some point you'll hit a rank where it's like, oh, now you have two heals. Oh, you. okay. Can we I talk about the healing animation where you take a big old puff of a cigar oh. and then put it out on and your arm, cauterize your wound? I mean, like that, that, like the he, the 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 that's grisly like two, healing right? animations is like, yeah, like that's such a staple of Far Cry at this point. Like the first time I saw that, or the one where you take the pliers and pull a bullet out of your arm or whatever, I was just like, do we really have to keep doing this? Like it's just so played out at this point. Yeah, do it. Do anything different. Seriously, like, like I, I don't mind the game. It is very what it is. Like I it's think just, I do. 
It's just that, <laughs> like, I mean, like, I, I don't love it. I, I, I'm again, I'm enjoying it for what it is, but it is very seen it before. Yeah, I can like I can forgive a lot of shit in open world games. I've played some very bad ones for way too long over the years, but Far Cry has just never hit me and I think it's just it's the tonal whiplash. I think the action still feels very weightless to me in a lot mm. of ways. Like it's just the gun play has never felt great and this one does not change that for me at all. And I just I I can't get into it. I can never get into the right rhythm with these games and this one is just putting me off as much, if not more so, than five. So yeah, they, they, they we haven't really mentioned it. And we shouldn't talk about this game the whole episode. It probably doesn't deserve it. But they they went way harder into loot on this one. Like yeah. there's you've got like a full set of armor with like head, chest, legs, feet, you know, gloves, slots, sets. Those sets like those all have perks on them. Like there's the the weapon mod stuff is way more extensive than it has been in the past. And they've got almost a destiny thing going on of like every category of weapon. There's like a handful of named unique weapons you can find in like hidden spots around the world or for, you know, quest rewards and stuff like that. So like you probably can find the right set of weapons and abilities and mods that make the game feel good to you. Yeah. Cause there's that, there's a lot more variety there than there has been in the past, but yeah, it's, but, uh, but I'm kind of with you on the, on the kind of, um, flow though, Alex of, uh, I think that stuff gets in the way. Like I, I don't necessarily want to stop and do a reload out for every mission because this yeah. mission has like, um, armored targets versus soft targets versus you know uh, a lot of or it's like yeah or it's like oh there's a lot of animals here and there's like yeah. there's a bunch of animal perks that you can equip it's, or like yeah like I, I understand you want to make a build like this is my silent build this is my go loud build but um yeah we'll see i don't know I'll, I'll probably put a few more hours into it before i completely move on but so far far cry 6 i i wish it would have grabbed me but i think i think it's um not doing i think it. It, it's just not great yeah it's just not in, engaging me that much uh jet the far shore that's jet with two t's jets yes this is uh jets on uh we should mention far cry is kind of uh actually it's on playstation xbox and pc not on steam so it's on epic it's on epic stadium been epic for a while now i'm not sure how long that will be the case but uh and that's 60 bucks for obviously for the base actually not obviously 60 but 60 dollars for ps5 as well right and uh, Xbox One? I think they didn't Series go X? 70 on this one. I, I might be wrong, but I don't think they did. Yes, I believe. Yes, that is the case. Uh, Jet the Far Shore. This mm-hmm. one uh, is $40 PlayStation and PC. Um, this is uh, this one's different. Boy, is it ever. Yeah. Uh, so it's Super Brothers, the makers of Sword and Sorcery. Yes. Uh, Talked about the- it on the Planorama a little bit this week. It's the first, their second game, and this is Sword Sorcery came out in 2011. Yeah. And this is something like that. Somewhere in that range. Yeah. And this is very different. This is their, I mean, I have not finished it. I've played about four, I'm going to say four to five hours of it. And uh, I'm going to call this their tribute to Eastern Block sci fi of the 1970s. Okay. It is a game where. You are May. You are a scout in a spacefaring but troubled vision of I'm going to call it humanity because they don't call themselves anything else. But, you know, the, yeah. the planet you're on is not specified as Earth necessarily. Yeah. And it is a society that has more or less fused religion and science to a singular goal, which is uh, discovering the source of this thing they call the hymn wave. It is a signal 
that inspires, I guess, kind of psychedelic visions in the people who are attuned to it. Ah, shut up. Uh, <laughs> That's the cars, in case that didn't come through. Yes, I was and not, <laughs> directed not, at anybody not big Hemway fans. Yeah. No, no. It, so it's psychedelic visions of another planet on what they call the far shore, which is essentially mm-hmm. like the other end of another star system. And so their singular goal is to get there to the point where it seems like and I, the thing I haven't quite grasped yet is if society ruined itself trying to get there or it was already ruining itself. And this became the sa- like the salvation goal. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it's been a while like the, of tracking this thing. Down. Yes, it's, it's kind of the setup of Interstellar, right? Like it's basically like your pl- your home planet is dying and most of the people on it are going to die there. Yes, but you are you are a small number of people dispatched to try to colonize another world if possible and hopefully carry on the the, the species we, we, we've but seen this like in a, a, we've seen this in a couple of games recently too the like the alien signal and the attraction to it yeah uh, but you know here they're like i'd say yes like the, the, this game kind of sits in for me in the center of a triangle that is interstellar no man's sky mm-hmm. and uh more like I, I i don't think either of you have seen this movie it's called on the silver globe it's a fairly notorious uh polish film from the seventies that was essentially like stopped by the ministry of culture from that era from coming out. And that one is a lot more violent and all over the place as far as like the storytelling. But like the idea is astronauts going to a place and sort of like they're kind of religious fervor and a lot of things. That's the short version. Anyway, the point is it kind of sits in the middle of a lot of that, that kind of stuff for me. And so the idea here is that, you know, you're, you're get to this place, you're scouting it out. You're trying to figure out like what this place is all about, what this hymn wave is, and you are part of a religious sect that is like the most devoted of devoted within this larger society. And you are there to represent that group because An- this all anchorites is that what anchorites? You're- yes. Yeah. And they are all rooted in this one. I can't tell how ancient he is, but he's, he's definitely long dead a- astronaut who was the first person who discovered. He's not even white. an astronaut. I think he was in a balloon. I yeah. think he was in a, a it was pre spacefaring uh, yeah. society. The who wrote the uh, who wrote basically the 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 scriptures, the sagas, uh, the sagas, yeah, yes, um, and, then and so the right. actual game is two things: it's it's you tooling around in a little scout ship around uh, these various environments, scanning things, collecting things, occasionally engaging with hostile things, and then sometimes you are also walking around outside the ship, either mm-hmm. on the surface of the planet in your livery, which is the spacesuit. Or inside the the base that you are uh, you you were operating out of. Yeah, I, I guess I'll just add that you um, there's also basically a colony ship that has a uh, uh, you you've all taken there that's full of um, people in cryostasis. Yes, what they they call it uh, to, uh, the mother something. Yeah, <laughs> and so they're all waiting for you as you're part of the expedition team, the scouts who have landed. I think there's eight of you. I think there's eight, eight. eight or nine somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, and you're, you're kind of the fo- tip of the spear in terms of like, okay, this is what the prophecy foretold the source of the hymn, hymn wave H H Y M N wave yes. is, uh, is here. We have these kind of scrawled out visions of what this thing should be. Some of them line up, some of them don't, but this is supposed to be our promised land. Hopefully that's right. Let's go check it out. Uh, yeah. And-, and there's an interesting like at least in the dialogues that you have between your character and some of the people who are more like the science end of things, there is definitely like a little bit of tension of like, we are here to 
perceive what this is. Yeah. You know, it's not like we we necessarily believe 100% it is everything that is written in scripture, but like we all like the society as a whole accepts that this is real and now we want to know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and and hopefully this is our this is where we're going to live and yeah. this is where we're going to make. And I think your character, I want to believe in one of the notes says you your sect has seen more of the scripture than other people and has taken a vow of silence. I think that might be why your character doesn't talk ever in the game, but um, uh, it could just be a certain sect of the anchorites have. I'm yeah. not sure if that is May's character, but it, as you progress through it, it's a very slowly paced game. Oh and I yeah. Think, and it, it lets that information out slowly somewhere. I think in the second chapter, you get a pretty good, exposition dump where you get all of that information really or at least that's where i found it about the setup for yes. why you're here it was like on a computer terminal and then everybody's talking about it and yeah like, there's oh, a little like okay. you know old soviet style like informational video about you know like what the you know what the what is the him way yes, why do we know yes. about it that kind right. of thing because up until that point i was very confused as to what was going on yeah uh, and yeah it's just um i think my biggest hindrance in it is the the pacing i think it it, 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 it like i i'm not gonna say I, I i dislike it it's just it's very particular it is very it's ex- plotting is the word i would use it is extremely slowly paced it it asks a lot of your time uh yeah, in a way really that's is. You're not necessarily doing a whole lot during some of the the moments you have. Like I, I found the I was super interested in this game from the trailers they had shown. Like one of the many reasons is the camera angle on that ship is kind of wild. Like the ship is like I don't know the ship is like twenty pixels tall or something. <laughs> maybe maybe bigger, a little bit bigger. Than that. Like scaling tiny, wise, like, it's about the size of like a jet the, fighter. The, the camera, but you're right. But the yeah. camera is pulled so far out mm, in those flight sequences, and I just thought that looked like this really interesting like throwback to. I don't know why Zaxxon kept popping into my mind, <laughs> sure. but like kind of that, and you can and you can rotate the camera in a similar sort of diagonal way that makes it look kind of like that, or you're just piloting this tiny little ship <laughs> around from this super wide camera angle, and I thought that looked fascinating, but then a lot of that flight just takes so long to get anywhere, and like you're not doing a whole lot from here to there, and I get I get that it is like trying to immerse you in an experience, but I. Well, the thing, the thing that's actually bothering me, it's like, like the pacing I can get through. It's okay. It's what it's going for. It's obviously aiming for yes, that. And it's, yes, yes. That. it's, it's trying to be think, meditative about a lot of part, things. parts. Parts of that I think work and other parts like drag a little too much. But, but the thing I think they did not, or at least that is uh, a misstep for me is it's, it's all subtitled so that they're not speaking um, uh, a recognizable language, at least one that I don't recognize. There are some words in there that <laughs> sound a little like English, but they aren't quite. Yeah. Yeah. And so. When you're in certain parts, they're talking over while you're playing, and yes. it's actually kind of hard for me to to absorb what's happening while I'm playing because it, it kind of auto progresses the dialogue on the yeah. bottom of the screen while you're doing things that you're supposed to be accomplishing uh, that are sometimes timing based. Yes, I I have had the exact same experience of missing lines of dialogue because I'm trying to do the thing that they want yeah. me to do at the same time. I think. <sighs> There's a lot that I really like here. I like the look of it. I like the music. I like yeah. just the all overall sound design in general. Um, I think the story is really interesting. I think the out of ship stuff <laughs> is well done. You know, it's not for it doesn't ask a lot of you. It's mostly just interacting with characters and walking around places. But that's fine because like they don't drag that stuff on too much. I think they're going for something with the ship stuff. They're trying to present it as like. This is not a combat ship. This is a scout ship. Mm. You're here to scan. You're here to collect. You're here to experience. The problem is when they do throw antagonistic stuff at you, 
it's it's confusing and not in like a it, it doesn't feel like an intentional way it feels like in a we couldn't quite get the feel of this scene right so you're moving the ship around a lot and you're trying to avoid stuff and you're like sometimes you're interacting with stuff like like fauna on the planet that will sort of send other things away or not like stun them what have you and it's just trying to do all of that while also you know piloting your ship and making sure you don't run into stuff because you have to like like verticality matters if you run into like a, a thicket of trees that will crash your ship it won't necessarily explode it but it will crash it mm-hmm. and also pay attention to those dialogue bits which is a lot of dialogue it's too much juggling it's too much yeah. juggling in, for what they are trying to make a very what feels like a very peaceful meditative experience and it it's oddly fiddly with the mechanics it of is. the switching systems of the ship, turning your scramjets on and switching between the, um, the, the scanner uh, resonator. And the light, yeah. The, the, the light, the, the grappling hook or and, the grapple. And the, like you said, Alex, the fauna reacts differently to different things. Some really act to the light. Some are, you're going to grapple some, you're going to uh, do a pop, which is basically your jump. And so you're kind of, I think I should have said flora, not fauna, but you know, nonetheless, yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference? Flowers and, flora, and plants? Flora, flora is plants. Fauna is animals. Yeah, I was thinking more oh. plants. Okay. Oh, there are animals. Wisps, yeah. I, think those, I think the brine wisps probably count as, yeah, that's as fair. fauna. I mean, the fauna are the ones that I have trouble with. So yeah. they're, um, And so you're doing these things, and ha- sometimes it works, and I'm not exactly sure that I did the right thing. And I'm like, okay, I think I, I, think I did it. The scan- I've, I've had examples where I, a little off. For yeah, me. yeah. So I, the scanner was a little hard for me to figure out exactly how it was supposed to work. And like I've had examples or I've had instances where I did what they wanted me to do of like, oh, these guys. So you can turn your flashlight on, but you can also sort of burst it like a mm-hmm. big yeah. flash. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, these these vines react to bright light. So I did that and they receded. And then I didn't know what to do after. I was like, is that it? Was that supposed to open a new area or uh, was that it? Was that the goal in and of itself? And now I've done it and I should move on. Like I really it's not clear about a lot of that stuff. And I yeah. can, I can live with a little bit of lack of clarity if it is really just sort of a poke around kind of environment and you just are supposed to find the stuff and see what happens, which is, you know, kind of what no man's sky. A lot of that gameplay is you just walk around and you scan stuff and you poke at stuff and just see what happens. But in a, in a perpetually moving ship, which yes, you can turn <laughs> those scramjets off, which slows you down and you can just use like the, the, you know, the basic thrusters to get around. But like, you're not really supposed to stop for the most part. Like you're really supposed to kind of keep moving around and keep checking stuff out. And it just doesn't feel quite right. And and I don't, and not in a way that I feel like they are intending for that ship to feel kind of rickety. Like I think there is some intentionality there, but some of it is, it just doesn't feel like even what they're trying to strive for. Yeah. Like really, I mean, you, you can lean into turns kind of turn a little more sharply, but like the turning radius on that ship is huge when you're moving at any speed. Yeah. Like the, the, the accelerator, if you just hold the accelerator down all the time, the ship will overheat and like wig out, you know, like, like there is a mechanic in there where you have to balance this overheat on your basic thruster on the ship. Like that's like, that's maintenance just to get anywhere. Like you've constantly have to keep an eye on that meter to make sure you're not overheating because you can't just pull the trigger all the way down. I feel like a little of that stuff would have gone a very long way and they just leaned a little too far in that direction. Yeah. They they have this light veneer of puzzle game in it. And I think the puzzle game stuff doesn't, doesn't always know the one where you have to like use that resin and then turn it explosive and blow stuff up. Like I, I figured out what I was supposed to do very quickly and then I just couldn't do it because it just, everything felt like a little off and I just wasn't able to like navigate the things I needed to navigate quickly enough. Well, or even, you're even just keeping your, your, uh, jets from overheating at points through kind of the, the vents and all that stuff. Like 
I get it. It's it's a gameplay mechanic. It, it adds more, but I could almost be happy with that game with the story and just flying around the ship and, totally. and scanning stuff without That's, without yeah. that stuff. Like I think I think I mean this sounds reductive and mean. And I don't mean it to, but like everything about that game that is not playing it is pretty awesome. Like <laughs> like the look and the soundtrack is incredible. Like the look of it, the vibe, like the meditative vibe, like you said, yeah. is like like they definitely hit that. Like it is a very pleasant, interesting like. There's just something, I don't know. There's it's also striving just, I, for something really different from what I feel like a lot of other sci-fi games tend to go for. And yeah, like it's trying to it's trying to create almost like a reverie, you know, almost like yeah. this like this state of mind that you kind of sink into. Like it feels like that, but then just about all of the mechanics you have to engage with, and the way it leads you from place to place, and how long that stuff takes, and all that stuff just really has not clicked for me. Like it feels like a much better, much better realized story version of like what No Man's Sky tried to do with its basic narrative. You know, it's like you were trying to find some very specific origin stuff in there. It is a breadcrumb trail. You were kind of following your way around. And like, I don't know, there's a part of me that kind of wishes like the good parts of this game and the good parts of No Man's Sky became one thing, you know? Sure. Yeah, I can I, see that because I feel like this game is pretty, this is kind of weak where that game is strong and vice versa. I'm into I'm into what the they're trying to do with their narrative. Like I Very like this so. I like this um this uh um testing faith narrative they have going on of we all came here because of these visions, fingers crossed, and like we're also pretty good at science, but it's I don't I'm not exactly sure where this is gonna go. So like I, I enjoy that. I, I feel like I it's got me on my heels a little bit in terms of yeah. oh I'm not really like sure there, what's going to happen some, here. There's some really like striking first person scenes when you leave the home world and there's just like massive crowds lined up on either side of you. And they're like singing you know? and like chanting all, as you they're go. They're like chanting. They're all like chanting as you approach your ship to leave to leave the planet for forever. Like yeah. that stuff was pretty affecting. Like that's that stuff's done really well. Yeah. It's just that all the, the <laughs> kind of ship and on foot gameplay stuff. Also, it, I I don't know. I mean, this bothers people to varying degrees, but it really does not run very well on the PS5. I didn't like notice some, it's super got much serious. Until, until you said something. And then I, yeah. like last night as I was playing, I was like, oh yeah, this frame rate in this spot like, is not good. For for hardware as powerful as the PS5, I don't want to assume anything about their engine or game development practices in general or whatever, but it just, just in terms of the feel of the game, mm. yeah. if it ran, even if it just ran smoothly, I think that would even help the gameplay, the feel of that ship a lot, but it, it's pretty chunky. Uh, I, I, uh, I didn't notice too much of that stuff, but I, I, <laughs> sometimes that thing is just moving so slowly anyway for me. Yeah, that's like, a fair point. Like, uh, I've, I've had more stuff where like my scram jets are off and I'm not sure why. Like, uh, I'm just, I'm tooling around. Yeah, it, it and seems like, like it disables them kind of out of nowhere sometimes, <laughs> but something must be happening. I'm just not realizing. It, and that really kills like some of the momentum of moving. Cause you just, you stop almost dead stop when your scram jets are off. Uh, Neat though, I, there's I, a I, lot to admire there. Yeah, it just I yeah. don't think it's a hundred percent coheres into like, what they want it to be. A, a, like and they, the, they had they had a unique idea and they really went for it. And like that's that's at least interesting, if nothing else. The the last thing I'll say about the pacing of this game, um, and and where I stopped is when you hit a chapter, and I don't think there are that many, maybe four or five chapters. When you hit a chapter marker, it kind of tells you what to prepare for in terms of time. Like, hey, you should probably set aside two hours for this chapter. 
you should yes. set aside an hour and a half. Which and they checkpoint you within, and you can kind of go back in and and. Hit and those I found those those estimates to be pretty accurate. I think. Yeah, yeah. I actually came out of both this and Far Cry with quality of life features. I wanted to highlight mm-hmm. this. This game has that. Here's roughly what we think is the time for this next chapter you're about to do. Yeah, Far Cry also has a like list of most recently collected items. Oh, I don't think that's handy. Yeah, so like if you're not because you're fucking collecting items constantly in that game, so you can yeah. just see a little readout of here's the last like half a dozen items you picked up if you missed that pop up about what you just got. Oh, that remind I didn't say this during the Far Cry part, but the accessibility options on Far Cry Six are are I think very good. I think yeah, they there's, do. There's, they, a, they, they, there's a lot there. They they front load it with a lot of stuff, and uh, and there's more right. if you dig in later too. Yeah, um, and they and they show good examples from what I can tell. I mean, granted, I'm not in a position to really put the stuff through its paces. Like people are a much better authority than me, but like even stuff like you know turn on highlights on enemies. Like they show yeah. a little picture toggle on and off of what that actually means. So you can see what it does. I, I, seems, I turned highlights on, on object on collectibles uh, yeah. because I was like this. Yes. Turn the, high, the abounding box on. Anyway, the, uh, kudos to Far Cry 6 for that. Uh, so Jet the Far Shore. I think I'm going to finish that one up. Um, you yeah, know, me I'm, too. I'm, up, I'm up to the same exact place you are, Alex. And I think where we are is a pretty good turn in the story for yes. what is happening. Uh, and that that's that's. I will say they like they fun. don't they don't try to make it into a big end game twist. Like it feels like there's still a lot of game left, and they have pretty much revealed not the ex- exact specifics of what's going on, but they have at least given you a notion of like, oh, this is these are the problems we're now going to have to face, mm-hmm. and like now we have to figure out like what this actually means. Yeah. Also, I'm very curious to see how they what it feels like the second half of the game now if they change anything up or how yeah, they sure. change the gameplay up. Um, the other thing that, uh, uh, came out when it was released last week or the week before, I think it was last, last week. week. It was last week. Uh, the outer wilds DLC echoes of the eye Echo, echoes of the eye. Uh, and so I, I've dug into this, uh, enough now where initially I was a, a little concerned, uh, and I was like, mm, okay, hmm. I'm not sure this is going to do it for me in the same way that outer wilds Interesting. did, but now I'm all in. Now okay. I think now I think mm. this is actually fantastic. <laughs> so, okay. Interesting. It has it has gotten some mixed reviews. Like there have been some reviews that say like oh, it doesn't capture that same magic. I think it's I think it's different. So it would be very uh, hard to recapture the exact thing that everyone fell in love with that game because it was just such a surprise in every way. A surprise and also such a slow burn. Like yeah. it was so intricate and multi layered and took so long to peel all that stuff back. And I don't know if you can do that same thing in a DLC, but maybe. So I'll say this because I, w- I can't talk about it too much because it, it'll be very spoilery. But um, where Outer Wilds had this sense of um, a kind of uh, exploration within your solar system, right? Like it's like this kind of going to planets and wonders of and, and and you're figuring out and you're a real pioneer. This one feels a little bit more like a puzzle box, like the room, like it has, it's giving me that those vibes of, Oh, this is a different scale of thing, but also mysteries within mysteries. So, uh, uh where it was expansive in the original outer wilds, this feels like mysteries that are, are deep, but contained in a smaller, smaller, yeah. uh, scope. Yeah, I could see that. I, I, didn't get super far into it yet, but I did the stuff on the starting planet and then flew out to the thing. Mm. I guess I don't know how much we're trying to not say here. I, I think there's a lot to spoil here, so I don't want to yeah. get too much into okay. it. Okay. Uh, but but uh, I, I I did enjoy that. I did enjoy that they they 
they came up with like kind of an astrophysical reason for why you might not yes. have seen the thing that they added your first time through the game, I it was which clever. I thought was, was pretty, pretty clever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know, even solving that first puzzle was, was pretty fun. Uh, and then once you're in it, it really, really started giving me puzzle box vibes of, uh, Oh, okay. This will lead to this will lead to this will lead to this. And I haven't finished it yet, but I've gotten enough of, uh, the lay deep enough into the layers where it's like, this is, this is kind of wild. I, I think yeah. I, I think I dig what's going on here. I mean, it's a, it's a smart way to do it because you're bolting a single piece of content onto what is otherwise a gigantic interconnected hole, right? Like you couldn't, there's no way you could integrate this DLC into the main game because like that thing is so complex already. Yeah. Right? Like you can't, it's like a Jenga tower or whatever. Yeah. You have this weird so, pocket. So you, right. So you kind of have to make that thing self-contained and, and sort of make it stand on its own. But it does, it does live. It does live within your, your outer wilds playthrough. So you, yeah. um, you do get information in there and then I think, I think you, you know, you could beat the game, the outer wilds game, having gone through this DLC and I want to say the endings might be different. I don't know if that was in that interview we got, um, but I, I had yes. that the interview I we did. I don't know if they said that in there, but I read that read or heard it somewhere. Yeah, I think he he did mention that they had maybe added a couple things toward the end of the game. So referencing this stuff, I'll be curious to uh, uh, to do that again as well. It was, though. it was weird just coming back to that game, like yes. loading my save and like having that full rumor board, you know, and I got, but I had to remember, I was like, why are my jetpack? Why is my jetpack working? Oh, right. I have to go put the suit on the ship before I can do the jetpack. Right. How do I fly this damn thing again? Yeah. I like, I had to get my outer wilds legs underneath. Yes, me. for sure. For I had to sure. start a new save too. Cause I, uh, I, I bought this again on steam and so I had a fresh save. So to get the launch codes, it was just me sprinting to get the launch codes. And you can actually, uh, you can actually port your save over from the Epic version what like you can you can copy the save file out of the install directory of the epic version into the steam version oh no now i've yeah, got I, I, no. did, I did that now you have two different forks of your save oh no uh i might do that then i'll see i don't know i think i can get back i don't know oh boy now i'm in a conflict oh, we'll see i don't know i'd kind of like to just play through that whole game again i don't really play games uh to completion again but it's one of my favorites i might try it yes uh getting the only thing that would stop me is getting all of the um messages again i don't know that was a lot uh finding all those messages on all those planets but that's that's a great game outer wilds echoes of the eye that's available uh anywhere outer wilds is and then it's 15 dollars on its own but it seemed like most places had that 40 dollars a 40 dollar all-inclusive version if you yeah. want to get that uh was that never on game pass I thought it was. I think it was for a while. Is uh, it not now? It, it might it have been after, like, right after it came out. I don't um, know if it is anymore. I think Outer Worlds is on Game Pass, but not Outer Wilds. That's definitely true, yeah, because yeah. they bought Obsidian. I, I want to say Outer Wilds was on there at some point. I thought I remembered it, and I was talking to somebody who had Game Pass, and I was like, dude, just go play. you should go play Outer but, Wilds, and they're like, it's yeah. not on there. No, it's not. Anyway, that's a... that's a. I, I am enjoying it. I suspect if you liked Outer Wilds, this will... A be of interest, you know, if, uh, if you did, if outer wilds did nothing for you, I do not think this is going to be the thing to bring you into outer wilds. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's similar, different, but similar enough. Um, all right. That's far cry six available pretty much everywhere. Not steam though, but, uh, a PC PlayStation family, Xbox family, $60 for the base one jet, the far shore currently on PlayStation and PC. $40 uh, and Outer Wilds, Echo of the Eye, wherever fine Outer Wilds are sold, 
and uh, that's $15 for the DLC or $40 to get in on the whole thing. It seems like most places that I look. Archaeologist package maybe is what it's called. Addition. Hmm. There's an an addition with this packed in. If you haven't gotten Outer Wild, do yourself a favor. Check it out. It's, it's, It's in my top five. It left it left Game Pass in June, it turns out. Mm. Oh, okay. I feel like this would be a good one to have it on Game Pass and not have the, and then sell the DLC, you know? Mm-hmm. I, what, do, what do I know? Uh, anyway, those are the you games. You ain't no businessman. Definitely not. Uh, those are the games. We're going to come back and have some news right after this break. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions, and at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to. I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day, my busy schedule, your time, which is worth more than anything. To find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200 My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. This week's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. You're not going to walk out of the house naked, right? Not if I can help it. You're going to put your VPN on first. Yeah, of course. Of course. One leg at a time like I always do. (laughs) ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. I just used ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access the internet, let's say. What what are you doing on that vacation there? I I had to access my GitHub account, Uh and I was doing some coding, and then I I used my ExpressVPN, and then VPNed into my home computer! Likely story. Uh Uh-huh. And then uh, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos, uh, you know, and it's fast enough. That's what they all say. It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD problemless on the hotel Wi-Fi. And they didn't know they didn't know a damn thing. It says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com slash nextlander and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for 
free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN. Expressvpn.com slash nextlander. Thanks, ExpressVPN. And we are back. One quick little note here. Jet the far shore. I think we said $40, $30. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a $40 version that comes with the soundtrack. Possibly on the consoles. There's a little confusion there. The link off of uh, the Super Brothers site. Link to a $40 version, and then I can't find that version on the actual store for uh, a $40 version for the PlayStation 5, and now I can't find that version in the store. Yeah. It's okay. Anyway, I think you can get your jet on for $30. 30, is, 30 is bucks. Yeah, that appears, appears to be the base game. We are so <laughs> excited to bring these this exclusive deal to you, Next Lander Saving You. <laughs> That's right. Just, just do us a favor. When you buy it, just yell the words Next Lander, and that's mm-hmm. how you know you'll get that big old, big old not exclusive, discount. exclusive discount. Or buy the soundtrack with it. It seems like a pretty good yeah. soundtrack. Um, yes, it is quite good. Anyway, that's some news, but that's not all the news that we've got this week. Uh, it's a decent amount of stuff happened. Yes, but as I said, <laughs> get your bingo cards ready. Yep. A d- a you have been of- here before. <laughs> Stop decent- me if you've heard this one before. Yes. Start it. Uh, kick it off. What do you got? Oh, yeah? Okay. Are yeah. we doing this? Yeah. Somebody stop Brad. Somebody the stop him. The Nintendo Switch Professional. What? They're still talking about that's it. That's me. I'm a but Nintendo that's impossible. Switch Bloomberg, Professional. Bloomberg just can't let this go. Uh, Bloomberg was out there last week reporting. So they were the ones, like, they have been hitting that beat, the Switch Pro beat, harder than anyone over the last, like, year, right? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Michael Bloomberg always, loves a Switch. Switches sure parties, switches, switch whatever he wants. Yeah. He loves Mario Kart anywhere, anytime. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, they were the ones out there saying, hey, it's coming. Here's what they're doing to it. Blah, blah, blah. DLSS. X, Y, and Z. Then the Switch OLED got announced, and it was just like, uh, I don't know where all your reporting was coming from, but this ain't that. Anyway, they are out there now saying that a bunch of development studios have 4K-enabled Switch Pro development kits in their studios and were at one point being encouraged by Nintendo to make games for them. So it's Uh, true. So Zynga is the one that they specifically point to in this story, right? Zynga, weirdly, is the one that they call out by name, Hmm. which has never made a Switch game before. So it's true, and then Nintendo verified it. Not no, actually, Nintendo of Japan very uncharacteristically got out there on Twitter and was like, and they make it very clear why in this tweet to ensure correct understanding among our investors and customers. They could have left the and customers part off of there, and it would have been just as accurate. But we want to clarify that this report is not true. Also, a Zynga spokesperson got out there and said, "No, we don't have one of those." But Bloomberg seems pretty. Pretty confident in their report. Huh. I'm like, huh. 11 Studios is a lot. I, whatever. I mean, it's not at all hard to imagine that they had bigger plans that got derailed by the state of the world. Mm. Um, but then Bloomberg it, story as part of this was saying that, like, this other pro would be coming sometime next year, right? Like, it was supposed to be, like, a holiday next year thing. That was what, where they kind of moved the goalposts, right? Yeah, like, that's been... That is been repeated elsewhere as well i think around the rumor mongering part of the internet like i'm not uh, you know like i'm not one to just necessarily take nintendo's word at face value on anything because you know they're a major corporation obviously here they're saying something because they don't want shareholders to get pissed off 
but it doesn't seem like a sensible endeavor to me in any way, shape, or form to put out this OLED model and then a year later do another one. I, I, you know, I am certainly no supply chain expert, but it's possible that the procurement for stuff like these OLED screens had already gone through and they had to do something with them. I don't know. I, oh. I genuinely don't know. But like they may, they may have gotten deep enough in that they had to do something. Also, it's Nintendo. If anyone's going to do that, a hardware thing like that, you'd be like, they would never that, do this hardware thing. That's a noodle scratcher even for them. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I would say even by the standards of the DS and the 3DS, this is a pretty small upgrade because those things at least had faster guts in them, and this is just a screen. Oh, well, I'm not. I'm not saying that the things did not uh, get derailed. What I'm saying is, if we see a another switch in December 2022, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't blow my mind for Nintendo. Yeah, that that this uh, I found that quote. A system capable of handling 4K games isn't expected to be released until late next year at the at the earliest. Mm-hmm. People familiar with the plan set. So, yeah. well, I could, think you could, give that could be, at least a couple years of birth. Could could be later than that. I mean, like, or are the they most, even doing it? Like, ah, uh, they're definitely doing something. They're <laughs> okay. always doing. Everybody's always doing something. But, um, like the most optimistic estimates I have seen about the chip shortage say like end of next year for it to start letting up. Mm. To so, let up, not even for yes, production. To, to, to like start to start being alleviated in the channel. I just we've talked about it a couple of times now on this podcast. It's that switch just feels underpowered. It it's just very brutally so f- now. Yeah. I mean the the thing itself is four and a half years old. Yes, and like that was not the most up to date hardware when it came out. Yeah. So I, as much as Nintendo says this is not true and it's all a lie. I almost wish it were true and that it's somewhere in some skunk works there. Some in the basements of these, uh, offices, these 11 offices handcuffed to a desk Hmm. is a dev kit, uh, available to, uh, at least try and put out 4k, if not handle 1080p. Okay. You know, I could, I could guarantee one thing about this entire story. If any such hardware exists, it is absolutely handcuffed to a desk. (laughs) bolted to a chair or- i can promise you that <laughs> there's a nintendo uh, employee right now like at the bureau of control they just have to stare at the dev kit <laughs> they cannot go anywhere someone has to always be looking at the dev kit just a bunch I mean, of dude like, like you remember i don't know if you guys were ever involved in this i certainly was like fucking review code drop day at GameSpot from nintendo review code i should, mm-hmm. I should be specific nintendo review code drop day was just always a weird experience because somebody would fly down from seattle just to hand, hand deliver this lockboxed GameCube I, to your office. I was in the office when they drilled, uh, yeah, bolted we, yeah, we, to the desk. We got we got that Wii U hardware much many years later, and yes, that was secured to the location. I was also in the office when we had to turn in that furniture because we were moving and had to crowbar off the mount that was drilled to a desk because it was like secure a bolted whatever like yeah. just ripping the uh the thing apart anyway they, they did take, not mess around they take security time. very very seriously they had like a <laughs> i don't remember am i just remembering this those things had like a chastity belt on them right where you couldn't take kind the of, games yeah. out the unless- boxes yeah that, that's that was the point of the lockbox it was a big metal frame that was padlocked around the gamecube so you couldn't take the disc out and like so like not only so you couldn't move the console but like yeah you couldn't pop the thing off of, yeah. like <laughs> yep <laughs> just oh good times good times good times anyway Um, 4k console definitely coming out next year you heard it here first that's right Uh, thanks bloomberg breaking that news Um, yeah that that oled model looks really nice but man it's hard to imagine 
paying three fifty for one of those unless you just use your Switch portable all the time. I don't. Which I don't either. I mostly play it on the TV. Yeah, same here. The problem is they put all in on a portable console at a time when that seemed like an incredible novel thing, and then 2020 happened, and no one leaves their fucking house anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Unless like they have was, to. If I was on business trips every other week, I would probably grab one of these, but... Yeah. Not for me. Not for me. Not now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Say I. Yes. Um, all right. What else we got? Um, I was... Sh- when I saw this story going through the feed... Mm-hmm. I had to double check the dates and make sure this wasn't like three months old. Uh, Sony finally acquired Bluepoint Games last week. And I was positive this happened in like June. Well, you know why you're positive about that, right? Because they accidentally sent out that image of Bluepoint has joined the family before they, and then oh. they rescinded that. Wow. Okay. I had forgotten about that. that yeah. I guess that explains some things. But also, you know, like we've been saying, Sony's been on an acquisition kick. Everybody has. So why uh, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put on my like NPR uh, interviewer. Why Brad is Bluepoint Games interesting for Sony? Uh, well, they you know they made that Demon Souls remake for remaster. I guess it's a remake, yeah. right? For the PS5 launch, Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. They made that. They made that really nice Shadow of the Colossus kind of modern remake, remaster kind of thing. Yes, a few years ago. Like they've been they're they're known as kind of a remake studio, right? Like they have revitalized multiple. Uh, Sony properties over time. I thought they were part of Sony already. Yeah, like you could have thought that two years ago and it would have made sense, right? Like it's they've been very closely tied for a long time, but the real point here is the day this acquisition was announced, of course, Bloodborne started trending on Twitter again. Uh, Um, Of course. I I don't don't know. I don't don't think we're at the remake stage for that game. As much as I love people... Remake, no. No. Like they just need to make it run at 4K60 on a PS5. That's all they need to do. It's all anyone like, wants. Right. Like, they don't need to touch up anything in that game. Just make it run smoother and higher resolution and put it on PC. That's all anybody wants. <laughs> there are, like, That's 60 other PlayStation games I can think of that are more in need of that kind of treatment that they do. Yeah. And need isn't the wrong word, because no game actually needs to be remade, but I could see a much greater demand and much more they could do with with those yeah. than, than, than Bloodborne at this but point. But also, Bloodborne still looks great artistically. Yeah. Like, it still looks fantastic. Like, it literally just needs to be sharper and smoother. That's it. Like I, I've said this before. If it were me, I would have prioritized that for like. Granted, you know they're selling; they're still selling PS5s faster than they can make them. Mm. But if I were launching a PlayStation and had Bloodborne in my quiver, <laughs> I would have prioritized a a port or performance upgrade or something for Bloodborne if I had it in my power at all. The Bloodborne Demon Souls combo would like, have been that's strong. Like that like that's a fucking system seller right mm. there. Yeah. Not that, again, not that they need it, but like that's I can't think of anything that would get people more excited than that. Nathan Drake. Eh, well, they're doing that. They're know? doing you that collection. Your, yeah. Much your PS5 Uncharted Four, you can have it. I don't know why you. I mean, look, I got I, Uncharted Four is a fine game. It's just that I feel like you know that's they the Naughty Dog themselves clearly were like, hey, we're moving on. This is mm-hmm. this is it for Nathan Drake. Like, yeah. No, we as a society have moved past the need for Nathan Drake. Yeah. Uh, speaking of moving on, should I, uh, should I uninstall windows 10? No, I mean, no? are you going to replace it with something? I don't know. Cling, am I going to go to no operating system? Yeah, that's right. Cling, cling to windows 10 for all it's worth for oh, dear life. Warped. What is it worth? Uh, how much is your data 
worth, do you think? How much are you as an individual in terms of your the, the data you generate worth to Microsoft? I don't know. This pop-up that just happened on my computer says it's worth uh, 500 Bitcoin. Mm. <laughs> do not click my, that. Do not. My, <laughs> in fact, my, you should, might want to run some scans on your PC. Just, just, just open the start menu and type Windows Defender. <laughs> Let it do its thing. If your oh. processor is running especially hot, throw that thing out the window. Oh, wait, no. It's, I put, maybe I left some plastic on my heatsink. Uh, Brad, what is going on with Windows 11, the next uh, generation Windows? It came out. Windows 11 came out. It's I want to say not a lot of fanfare on this one. Yeah. I mean, it's weird because it's been, you know, Windows 10 has been with us for so long that Windows release date is <clears throat> something that I had kind of forgotten about because <clears throat> there used to be quite a bit of fanfare around a new Windows. Yeah. It's kind of. Um, are there's they charging of, for it? Like, for uh, not, you I know there's go, an upgrade path, but... It, okay. Yeah, you can just kind of go get it, I think. I'm pretty sure. Well, okay. the upgrade like, path, if you have Windows 10, is free, isn't it? Yeah, but it hasn't started yet. Like, it's, yeah. they're doing, they're doing their, their managed rollout thing where, like, they flat out are saying most eligible devices won't actually have the upgrade turned on until next spring. But have they... Like, um, like you can't... Like, the vast bulk of PCs, you can't just go to Windows Update and click a button and have it upgrade right now. Gotcha. But if, are they going to charge for fresh installs of Windows 11? Like yeah, you, can, you, will be able to, you will be able to buy a retail copy eventually, I believe. Okay. Uh, or maybe not, actually. I don't know. I don't think you can yet. Like, again, it's a weird managed rollout where it's like, the big thing is new PCs are shipping with it now. Okay. And you can go out of pocket to go get the ISO and just force install it if you want. Okay. Stuff like that. There are ways to get it. Like, but, but you, you, no, there's ways to get the, anything, but it's not the full, it's not well, from them. I mean, but yeah. it's not the full like retail rollout, everything like yeah, they used right. to do all at once. I just wonder like, when are they going to do? Cause the system now, I assume I have not looked up much about windows 11, um, is so integrated into their ecosystem with windows store and the game store stuff that just give the operating system away. Like Apple does because people are, are you just want people in that system. I guess ba- what yeah, does windows have to lose? Like, that's basically where they're at. Like they, they need to get windows in front of you so they can sell you all the services on top of it. And, yeah. again, and again, harvest your telemetry. But I guess, I guess why not also charge? I mean, cause windows 10 still out of pocket. If you want to get a, a licensed key from windows, it's still like a hundred bucks plus for the basic edition. But I guess Who's going to challenge them on the PC front? Like, unless you're installing Linux uh, and a flavor it's of Linux. More, it's more viable than it used to be. I'm not, the Linux, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying. The, year of the Linux desktop is finally here. <laughs> anyway, just, what's... Just what's, ask Valve. As, uh, as someone who plays video games, what can I look forward to in Windows 11? There's not a ton in there. There is Auto HDR, which the Xbox... I think it's, it's just Series S and X, right? I don't yes, think... Yes, that's correct. The one, the, the one X does not have auto HDR. I right? don't believe so. Okay, so that's new on the Series family of Xboxes. Wow, what's, uh, the, what's the general reaction to that? Is I've, it- I've never tried it, but people okay. seem to think it's pretty good. Okay. I, th- I think it's, it's generally accepted as like, oh, this does what it's supposed to. It's not yeah. necessarily like, you know, groundbreaking, but it does what it needs to do. Like, okay. it, maybe it may not be as good as the HDR that is like hand designed for right. modern brand new games, but like for adding HDR to old games that wouldn't otherwise have it, like it's apparently like quite effective. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's cool. And that'll come uh, if you have an H, if you're hooked up to an HDR TV or if your computer monitor has HDR, then yes, you can enable yes. that. Yes. Even though most monitors HDR is complete garbage. Yeah. Speaking of someone who owns a monitor with HDR, um, it's got direct, so it has direct storage in it, which is a big deal, but they originally were going to lock that into windows 11 as they often do. Hmm. There, you know, there's always some selection of features that they shove into only the next windows arbitrarily try to force you to upgrade. Right. Like remember yeah. the whole halo, the halo debacle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can only get DirectX 10 on Vista, whatever. 
Anyway, they have backpedaled and direct, uh, direct storage is now coming to Windows 10 as well. Okay. But that's that's like serious uh, kind of SSD asset loading pipeline optimizations that will essentially aiming to bring the super fast load times of these new consoles to PC. So that so that is hardware dependent and um, and uh, yeah, you have to have an NVMe drive. Yeah, right, you, need, you need like minimum. I think it needs to be PCI Express 4 even like you need minimum speed NVMe drive and games have to support direct storage. OK, so it has eventually, to be optimized for that as well. Yeah. But eventually they are trying to get to that insane throughput that these consoles have. So. Right. I wonder um I wonder if that'll be a first party thing for Microsoft for a while and then I mean, it would be great if that got standardized across PC development with um you know uh I I really no idea and somebody could please write me in and let me know is that something you think if you're a developer, is that something you write into like Unreal Engine at some point to be like optimized? Yeah, that absolutely makes it into like Unity and Unreal. Yeah, and for, like for optimized for direct. I mean, because those things support DirectX, I assume, right? In our libraries when you're at the development yeah, yeah. level. For sure, yeah. And I don't know if it's just like feature checkbox when you're mastering your assets of direct right. storage. Like, I think that I think that's going to get super weird on PCs because it's weird enough on consoles already where like new games you can only put on the internal storage, right? Mm-hmm. Or an expansion drive if you get the right one. And like old games can run off of old storage. Right. And new storage, but new games can only, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's going to get even weirder on PCs where people have SSDs of varying speeds. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I need to find out if this game has direct storage. And if it does, I need to put it on my super fast drive. If it doesn't, I should put it on my older SSD. Yeah, like, for real. It feels like that stuff's going to get super fiddly with having to manage where you put game installs based on what they're capable of. I, yeah, I don't think we're phasing out um, platter drives anytime soon. Like or, or even yeah, or even old SATA SSDs are still yeah. quite useful to have around, right? Well, yeah, I mean, until the storage gets up to where, you know, platter drives are, I feel like that's just not, you can't get rid of that technology. You cannot disabuse yourself of it. Yeah, or at least yeah. for the price point. I mean, the, yeah, for the that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. yeah, I mean, most people aren't running games off of hard drives at this point. But again, even those even those older SATA SSDs are a fraction of the, you know their tenth of the speed or whatever. Yeah, of these new ones. Anyway, like there's Game Pass is more tightly integrated into Windows 11. There's like better Windows and Xbox Store stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say there. the store improvements were supposed to be a big thing. I haven't so actually seen what they did. The reviews make it sound like the store is quite a bit better, which granted would not have been hard. No, that thing was a uh, fucking train wreck. Yeah. Do you know if they're so, um do you know if I guess we'll see soon enough, but if they are still doing the protection on the folder, like the system level uh okay, yeah, guarantee that's yeah. all. I mean, if anything, that's the big theme of Windows eleven is everything is just more sandboxed under the hood. Oh. Okay. Like security is a huge thing. But like you're not supposed to look at this. Put everything on your C drive. Like, what are you doing using another drive? Like, come on, man. Yeah. I mean, even, even the kind of system architect, like driver model and all that stuff is a lot more compartmentalized than it used to be. Anyway, I wrote under, under this in the show notes, I actually just wrote, this is basically an excuse to ask. So who's operating? I will eventually, but I haven't really seen any reason that I need to run right out and make sure I can do this as soon as humanly possible. You're fine. If you just want to keep playing games and doing what you do, you're fine. Yeah. It'll probably be for me, it'll be either there's um, something in Windows 11 that I really want, you know, and that has to be a thing that is beneficial to me, not like a Cortana-esque search got better, or um, there's, you know, Windows 10 winds up with some security hole or updates get weird or something like yeah. that. Well, yeah. The, yeah, it's, um, they're end of lifing it, I think, October 2025, so you've got... yeah. 
got time. You got I bet years. in a year or two, I will probably find some motivation to go ahead and upgrade. But like, yeah. I, I just don't see it right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to do a new. I'm going to do a new Windows install probably within a a year or two. And when I do that, I'll probably wind up with 11. Like when I when yeah. I go do a refresh on Windows because something will happen. Yeah, um, I'll probably. I wouldn't get it now. Like if Ooh, it were offered man. to me now, I don't think no, I'd you. get it. And I will say, it doesn't sound like it's on fire from the people who have it. Like, it's not, like, bricking people's machines or anything. So it's, like, it's it seems like it's relatively low risk. I just, I don't see the benefit. If if that, if Flight Simulator got that direct storage stuff working, I would do it. I would do it yeah. today. Well, again, remember, they, so they backpedaled. They originally said that was a Windows 11 oh, right. feature, yes. but okay. now they are, now they are relenting. Okay, and, so it's just packed into DirectX um, 11? Uh, well, 12, 12 ultimate is technically what's new. So current at this point, I don't, I don't know how they'll distribute that. All right. Well, windows 11, Mm -hmm. catch it eventually centered, centered start menu. Brad, do you think they skip excited? They skip windows. I don't know. Different's kind of fun. Sometimes do you think they skip 13 when it comes around? Uh, it was Apple that skipped 12, right? Uh, I don't think they so. They skipped. They skipped one year, didn't they? Or one number in the the I iPhone models and stuff. So. Oh, well, no, the thirteen just came out. If well, no, they did. I was gonna say they did thirteen, but there was oh, they some in there. Nine. There they was no nine, iPhone nine. It was. They nine? went straight to a, okay. to a Roman numeral yeah. ten when they changed the design. Windows thirteen know. seems weird. Yeah. Uh, maybe they just go to naming them. At I mean, time. Windows eleven also seems. It weird does to seem me. weird. Yes, like they they flat out said like, "Hey, Windows ten is it? Like that's our platform now. Like we're gonna keep keep going." And that lasted all of like five years. Metro. Uh, all right. So we stay on the PC side of things, or I guess uh, this isn't necessarily the PC side of things, but this is, this is kind of an industry wide thing. This Twitch hack happened. Yeah, this boy, big one today. This morning. That was a lot to wrap your head around. Yeah. I mean, uh, when somebody says Twitch has been hacked and then they say, no, no, like all of it <laughs> has been. hacked." Yeah. Like, I mean, like a fucking all of it. Like this is like extensive, even for even in our very like data breach. Yeah. Ridden world. We should probably mention out of the gate that we are recording this like the hours after the story has come out. So by the time you listen to this, there might be a lot more known about it. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes, but a, a 125 gigabyte torrent is being circulated right now that includes, I'm going to quote this bullet point list from Video Games Chronicle, uh, the entirety of Twitch's source code with comment history going back to its early be- beginnings, quote unquote. So that's fucking, that's Twitch's that's whole product. Gargantuan. Uh, creator payout reports since 2019. So there's people all over the place kind of pointing at like, what all the top people on Twitch are making. Uh, Mobile desktop and console Twitch clients, proprietary SDKs and internal AWS, which is Amazon Web Services, uh, stuff used by Twitch. Uh, Every other property that Twitch owned, quote-unquote. So elements from, like, the Internet Games Database and CurseForge. A bunch of information about uh, a Steam competitor they were working on, codenamed Vapor. So I had like, forgotten that even existed. So corny. Really eye-rollingly embarrassing code name for your yeah. Steam competitor. Uh, um, and then a bunch of internal tools and stuff like that. So, But it's kind of most of what there is. Yeah, I mean, the, the main thing that is being publicly circulated is that list of like top earners on Twitch. And it's yeah. data from 2019 up to this point. And, you know, I, I don't know exactly how granular that data is and exactly what is being factored into that. But, you know, 
that stuff's out there. And it, yeah, like this seeing these spreadsheets going around this morning, though, really like adds to my feeling that the way that information is disseminated on social media is poisonous mm-hmm. because whoever put out the initial list of these earnings had done the math wrong and like inflated the numbers by like a factor of 10. Oh, geez. And that was the thing that got all the like retweets and likes, right? You know, like it was, I'm pretty sure there was a spreadsheet going around showing people making like $40 million on there <laughs> and stuff like that. And it was, I mean, if you said that, I would believe it, but like, I, I, I initially I did too. When I looked at it, I was like, wow, they're really doing better than I thought. <laughs> um, but no, so supposedly corrected math has since been circulated, which brings those numbers down a whole lot. But uh, it, it bears bears mentioning that Twitch has verified this hack. Uh, and yeah, and they haven't specified there. what they've identified as definitely in there, but they have confirmed that it does it did happen. And yeah. um, you know, I, I haven't heard too much about I, I, again. This stuff is developing as we go. I haven't heard too much about like passwords that should be encrypted being out there. Uh, in, in some kind yes. of readable form yes. have not heard that i mean supposedly, definitely go change all your shit no matter yes, what but def- definitely like change your stream key and your passwords i think i think i saw encrypted passwords got that got out there but that doesn't necessarily mean anybody can get your password from that but right you know take but it's so they can. it's so it's so easy to change your password just do it well the so yeah and put on two factor so the yeah. um the thing that just worries me is like programmers could could uh um definitely speak to this much better but if you have a lot of this uh, internal information source code API access or you know documents for SDKs and all that stuff. Can you can you do things with hooks for even um, apps that are using Twitch or, or like are people just banging on this for exploits at this point to try and intercept information coming in? Is that possible? I, I don't know. That's the thing that would worry me. Is like oh all the hooks that Twitch has to hook into everything else are those do those have security flaws or exploits that people now might have more information to leverage certain yeah, uh, certainly possible uh but i you know i don't know and that that almost made me scared to go and when i changed my password this morning to be like and i hit enter was like oh is somebody just skimming this information now because they know exactly you know all the places it goes i don't i don't know for sure but that's definitely a concern I changed anyway, my this password. is very bad for Twitch, <laughs> no matter what. Yeah, this does not look good. I I don't know if we'll ever get any kind of postmortem on how this happened, but I would love to see it because like infosec blunders like this are frequently just kind of forehead slapping. Yeah, like, if you had to put money down, Brad, would you say it's a it's a probably a person error versus a technology? It's, that's certainly technology possible. Error? That is absolutely possible. Like some sometimes Laptop sometimes catastrophic or- catastrophic breaches like this can happen as as stupidly as somebody keeping some master password in like plain text right. in their Dropbox or something like that, you know, it's, um, who knows, who knows, who knows what happened. We have here, no idea. Like, things, things can be pretty embarrassing. I, I do wish, um, you know, Twitch part of Amazon. I, w- I do wish they'd get out there and say what they know is at risk and not because it is, it is a little, it spooks me a little bit using Twitch as a platform, knowing that, all this, all the stuff they kept private is now out there in terms of their code. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, they're not like open source with it. It's not like people have been looking at this for years. So no. it makes me a little, a little creeped out. And I'm not sure if that is uh, exaggerated or not. And I, and that's the problem. I don't know. I mean, I think the only solution here is never give any data to big corporations. <laughs> yeah. Because they are, they are not going to safeguard it. I don't think we've reached that stage of society like, just yet, just, though, unfortunately. Just, 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 I know. It's, I'm not saying it's workable. Yeah. 
But like, no. how many how many hooks do you think Twitch has back into your Amazon account, right? Like, you know, like mm, there are more stuff. than you. We probably even think they do. That's what I mean. Like, you know, all the integrations that are yeah, happening yeah, like that, the like that Twitch loot program that they do. You have to hook your Amazon and Twitch accounts together. I and, mean, your PlayStation might be hooked up to Twitch, right? Like, yeah. maybe there's a security flaw there. I I don't know, and I'm not trying to be paranoid, but I yep. I, I just really don't. Yeah, know. A little paranoia, yeah. I think, is justified. Yeah, um, my D and D Beyond <laughs> hooks yeah. into Twitch is a Twitch login because I think it's hooked into curse. I'm not exactly sure. Anyway, heads up, be aware. Doesn't hurt to change your password and, you know, make sure you have two factor. on. I think the biggest thing for me coming away with this in the not paranoid sense. And I think the very pragmatic sense is don't trust your stuff out there. Like people, yeah. people are getting hacked and the big companies that you don't even assume have that much information. They it's vulnerable stuff happens. Yep. Even if it's people error, not technology error, it's hard. It's hard when everything's in the it's, cloud now. It's kind of astonishing that the world doesn't fly apart at the seams every day. Yeah, like yeah. realize how much, how how poorly a lot of these big complex systems are actually maintained. Yeah, I mean, you saw and what it, happened to Facebook this week. Yeah, like the Facebook thing is a perfect example, but also like the the near how many things, Alex? <laughs> but also like the near catastrophic failure of the Texas power grid earlier this year is another great example. You know, it's like everything is barely held together by scotch tape and bubble gum. Yeah. I think you just got to try and mitigate risk where you can. Right. I yep. think, I think if you're not, I'm not a security expert. I don't feel like I'm going out on a limb here, but, uh, you know, password managers and multiple different passwords per a password per site seems like the bare minimum really. And then yeah. maybe some two factor. So when that stuff gets out there, yes, you do, so it doesn't compromise your most password manager inside a password manager inside a password manager. That's right. Inside your, uh, inside a lockbox that you throw into the ocean on a chain that you want right. to take out, um, once in a while, but then stuff, you know what? I'm just going to say this stuff starts getting so complicated. This is this problem I had the discussion I had with my family and my wife was like, it's inconvenient sometimes like that stuff gets inconvenient when you're like, Oh, Where's my phone? Like, I got to go get. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. My oh, it sucks ass. Yeah. You see how somebody would end up putting a password in a plain text file. Mm-hmm. Or, or like when you're logging, lying around. When you're logging into your console and you're like, hold on, I've got to get this string or this passphrase I never remember uh, instead of just having this memorable password. And every time I log in here, like, it, it's a pain in the butt. But yeah. um, I, I think it's worth it. Anyway, heads up, everyone. Yeah. Shit's yeah. fucked. Speaking sure of uh, the the <laughs> S being effed, uh-huh. um, I'm going to make you say this one. Oh, uh, we've well, got I don't know a, which one you're talking about. We've go, <laughs> let's go into the Super Smash Brothers news. But you think this is effed? No, I'm just kidding around. What uh, do you have against Sora? Nothing. Nothing. I want as much Sora as I can. I want... Okay. Sora is coming to... The big reveal, the final DLC character for Smash Brothers, is, uh, Kingdom Hearts, is Sora. Mm-hmm. And now my kids will finally know who Sora is. As much is a- as as much as I tried to shield them from Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> they now will know. Just like now they know who Sephiroth is. Just like now they know who Dragon Quest Warrior is. Now they know who uh, half of the cast of Breath of Fire is. Like now they will know. Vinny, if you don't teach your kids about Kingdom Hearts, mm-hmm. someone else will. And at <laughs> least you if had, you, if you, you teach had the them, talk. If you, you teach the them, you can give them the proper context. You don't want some kid on the schoolyard telling you about what Goofy's been up to in those fucking games, man. Hey, hey, is this your Keyblade? Is this your fucking Sora? Where'd you learn this stuff? Where'd you learn this? 
learned it from watching you, Dad. Well, they wouldn't have learned it from watching you because you don't play those okay. games, really. Learned it from watching you watch, watch Jan out. play those games. Next thing you know, they're doing Keyblade bumps in the bathroom. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Wearing, talking about Mickey's a wizard and... Uh, Sora comes to, uh, Sora comes to Super Smash Brothers, thus, thusly ending the DLC. My God, 82, 82 characters in that game. So- yes. Sakurai, Sakurai can finally, finally yes. sleep. Your watch is over. You're- yes. Please let him rest. He's Your just, watch has ended. To, he's just going to collapse into a pile of, of mis- mystical dust and blow I- away on the wind. <laughs> I hope within every ounce of my being that they don't even ask him about starting on another Smash Brothers project for a minimum of two years. It's the ultimate. It starts the following Monday. A full sabbatical. Can you make another Smash Brothers that doesn't Um, have all these characters? Well, yeah, they've done that before. There's been ones that didn't have all the same characters when they went to the next sequel. but 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 this one had all the characters. This one had a lot of characters. This was every character, wasn't it? Well, I mean, every character that had been in the previous ones, I think, plus some new ones. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this was the ultimate Smash Brothers. Where do you go from here? At some point, they're going to put a new platform out, man. Then you just make a uh, ultimate remastered. Hey, they didn't get Mickey Mouse, okay? It's true. They got There's so Sora. many characters. They didn't get Mickey Mouse. Is, is you sure Mickey Mouse isn't a support character somewhere? I'm Can you say that for sure. certain? I am. I, I saw headlines saying no Mickey Mouse in Smash. Okay. I I say this with all uh, due disrespect to Kingdom Hearts, but I will say I think Sora is more important to current pop culture than actual Mickey Mouse is. Wow, that, that may that may be true. Wow, where does where does where does Doom Guy fall on that spectrum? Because Doom Guy is now a me fighter in Smash. That's about per- where Doom Guy belongs. <laughs> I like Doom uh, Guy. Doom Guy, I don't think you can make a whole character out of him at this point. I think Doom Doom Guy in Smash would be hilarious, but I don't know if you could do it in a way where you're ripping tearing like Sora in half, no, you know? Not, not so yeah, no. Do you want to see Doom Guy cave in Wario Skull? Here you go. Like, like in maybe. graphic detail, Sakura had to animate that himself. <laughs> maybe. Uh, the thing that surprised me was not necessarily Sora, not the different outfits you get, which sounds like they're doing a bunch from the different games that you don't have an alternate skin. That's Roxas. Is that, is that, is is that true? Like there is no, I did not see anybody reporting that there is a, like the last skin changes Sora to Roxas. And that's, uh, you're, you're asking the wrong person. (laughs) Me too. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I don't know. I didn't see it. I feel like that would have been headlining. So we'll see. Oh, hey, also, all the entirety of the Kingdom Hearts series is coming to your new Nintendo Switch OLED model. Is it Wait, only coming to that model? No. Okay. It's the same model. It runs yeah, I know. That would have been weird. I'm just saying, just in time for a new mm-hmm. Switch model, this is all of the Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah. So so even that newest one? Newest game? The, yeah, Most recent Kingdom Hearts. Hearts? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I said, the Switch performance... Hey, play play at your own risk. Uh, but that's uh, I've said it before. I'll say it, I'll say it again. I think Smash Brothers is a hell of a game. That that Ultimate Smash Brothers. My kids play it a ton. I play it with them a ton. There's so many characters. It's actually a lot of fun just to jump people, in there and goof around with those characters. People like it quite a bit. I, I am I not th- a Smash player, but I have nothing but respect for what they managed to pull off with this one. It's it's wild. We have all the DLC packs, um, and I, I you know. Not a not a huge not ready to jump in there and use another sword character with Sora, but uh we'll see. It sounds like Sora has some magic in there. Oh, 
Also, the thing that jumped out at me, aside from the, there's a decent amount in the song list and the stage list. Sora's Ultimate Attack? Did you guys mm-hmm. catch the name of that thing? No. Yes. Go ahead. Sealing the Keyhole. <laughs> Which. <laughs> Sealing the Keyhole. Is uh-huh. <laughs> Is the most sex move. I was going to think about. What are you thinking about there? What's what does that bring to mind? I feel like you're going somewhere with this. So you're uh, saying that Sora is the key master. Like, oh man, did Who's you seal the, the key? Did you seal the keyhole? Oh brother, we sealed the keyhole. Just Sora, stay away from Banjo's Banjo's keyhole. Okay, right. <laughs> stay away from everybody's keyhole. Don't seal. I I want to see what it is. I'm curious. Maybe um. You know, they do some fun stuff with those ultimate smashes. Anyway, or final yes. smash. Fun. 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 Um, and I'll be curious to see what those stages stages look like. I bet a lot of people are super excited for this. Oh, yeah. Totally. Like, good on them. I bet ball connected with bat on this one. Here's the thing. I, there are other characters I would have much rather seen. Again, and it also is not a player of this game. I My input should not mean fucking anything. but. You know, Waluigi is right there. You could throw him out there. But I think as a concluding one, as a big, like, get, because there's a lot of lawyers involved in getting that (laughs) shit happening. That's a big one. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No no Yakuza characters in it yet, huh? Those games haven't appeared on any Nintendo platforms. Is that... Prerequisite? I guess it is. No, it's not, but I feel like they tend to lean towards stuff that at least, or at least companies, they have like a more. I mean, they do Sega stuff, obviously, like Sonic and all that shit is in there, but like. Has I feel Tekken like been on a, a Nintendo platform? Um. No, you're like right. It, it hasn't. Uh. <laughs> Somewhere? Some sure? some horrible version I don't of Tekken? I think so. There's a possibility. I don't think Tekken has ever been. I, I will look this up, but I don't think Tekken has ever been on a Nintendo platform. Hmm. A GameCube Tekken somewhere like, out like there. You're, I think you're probably right, but I, that Tekken I like 3D Prime Edition for the 3DS. I was I was going to All say right. I thought there was I thought there was a DS Tekken at some point. Uh, this is even better than the. Uh, okay, game. there are there were three. I I was wrong. There was that 3DS one. There was a Tekken Advance for Game Boy Advance. Whoa. Tekken Tag Tournament Two Wii U Edition. That's it. Huh. Okay. Hey. Huh. No. That. No. That's that, not nothing. They were in mm-hmm. Law and Order. That uh, that mm-hmm. counts. Mm-hmm. That counts. Yeah, just right. kidding. Yep. It's yep. a deep Ripper cut. That's that's for the Ripper people out there. All Lenny right, Briscoe for Smash. Mm. That'd be pretty good. I would uh, be into that. What else is going on here? So that's Smash. That's Sora. That's sealing the keyhole. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Who else wants to seal a keyhole? And uh, uh, whoa, I don't think I don't. I would not. I would not dare to speculate about anyone's personal proclivities is rock where, key, where keyholes are concerned fair enough we, uh from roxas to rockstar there you go uh, i found it eventually uh, what do you um, got i feel like the news about this grand theft auto trilogy remaster has been very back and forth all over the place lately but it seems like it's pretty solid at this point that it's happening next month especially because they delayed gta 5 into next year also you can't, you, but you can't delay that which has already been out since 2013. Talking, talking about delaying Grand Theft Auto 5 is just self-evidently absurd. Yes. But here we are. Um, anyway, yeah, like the rumors about this, it's, it's GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas supposedly in this kind of remastered collection, but like 
people are data mining stuff out of the Rockstar launcher now. They're finding like achievement icons and references to these games all over the place. Like it seems like a pretty safe bet at this point. Yeah, and they have a studio that they bought, I think. Yeah, it's Ruffian. Ruffian yeah, like two years ago, right? Ruffian, who spun off from Real Time World, who originally worked on freaking Crackdown. Okay. Which like had had Rockstar roots to begin with. Like, yeah, yeah. Like there's some real continuity here. Uh, Ruffian made Crackdown 2. They are now Rockstar Dundee. Anyway. Um Sounds like they're being ported to Unreal Engine is what the rumors are saying. Huh. That's what the that's what the data people are finding is saying is that they are they are being ported to a much more modern platform. Man, that sounds like so, a hell of a job. Like, yeah, I'm curious to see what that means. Does, are they redoing all the graphics? Like those games probably are not huge in the grand scheme, right? By modern standards. Like, I don't know. They they're dense, I feel like though. I guess so. I don't know. I have like my memory is so skewed of those things because they were so mind blowing when they came out, but uh I don't know. Like, I, I'm curious to see what they're doing with this. If they really dress these things up, like, I'm also curious to see if they hold up very well at all. Mm. Yeah, because like that is an era of Rockstar where they were doing a lot of wild shit, and for the tone of the time, I feel like it worked a lot better. I don't know how some of those games will play like tonally in in 2021. Yeah, but there are aspects of them that I think will. Like, I do think that you know the fucking coke haze of vice city is still a really cool environment you know like that is a great city san andreas just being so goddamn big mm. you know is is i think really it's still potentially really interesting again it really like you said it depends on what they do to them and i don't know like i'll play through those games again i'm not above it i want to see how they hold up yeah i've checked it out it's like an interesting experiment if nothing else but so what what do you? What are we getting? What What is the? Uh, what is the package here with this? Uh, well, we don't know yet. Okay, but we like, think it's those three games. Yeah, the rumors are three: Vice City and San Andreas. Okay, not the PSP ones. <laughs> I I couldn't even name one of those PSP ones. Liberty City point. Stories and Vice City Stories. They both suck. Oh wait, well they don't overhead? suck. But they're not very good. Were those overhead games like the traditional no. GTA? God, really? They did Chinatown Wars. That was yes. the that was the overhead one. Those were like very condensed PS2 games mm. on the PSP. Okay. I remember that now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. One, you're gonna get one, two, and Chinatown Wars. That's the trilogy. Yep, that's the trilogy. Yeah. Those are the ones that matter. <laughs> that's what they're trying to give you there. Yeah. I wonder if they'd ever go back to like one or two and try and bring those into like, Hey, we're going to put it first person and, and, uh, make a game out of this. I don't think so. I mean, I especially when really Dan, cares. Yeah. With Dan Hauser out of there at this point, who knows what Grand Theft Auto and Rockstar are. And you could buy it with shark bucks within GTA yep. online. Yep. Yeah. Actually, like if they try to do anything online with these is probably the most interesting question. Yeah. Here's what would get me back in the GTA right now on my windows 11 machine. If they had a thing for um, GTA Online where they did a Back to the Future, I think they have the DeLorean there. So if they do a Back to the Future thing where if you go fast enough in the DeLorean, you go into Red Dead 2 and you pop out in the Red Dead 2 world in your car, in your time traveling car, uh, and you can fly around that world and interact. You go so fast, you go into another game. That's why they're bringing it to Unreal. So they can merge the world. Just got to shift all those environments around. Yeah, and then when you, if you shoot somebody in that game, they die. They're like great grandkid, great 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 grandkid dies in GTA Five. Anyway, 
I think you have way more ambitious plans for this trilogy than Rockstar does. <laughs> I feel like we're going to get a, a coat of visual polish. Uh-huh. Maybe a couple of mechanical tweaks here and there to make it control a little better. Oh, God, yeah, right. Those <laughs> games don't, by modern standards, play great. Do Three they? especially had some really rough sections in it. Um, oh. And I bet uh, some of the songs you love will not be there. Hmm, Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. If I if I buy if I pre-order or buy the special edition, do I get the hot coffee uh, edition? Do I, uh... I'm going to say no. No, mm. I think even this many years on, they are probably still very sore about that thing. Oh, OK. Oh, I guarantee that. <laughs> uh, last but not least in the news pile. Yep. Are you sure yep. it's not least? Yeah, uh, well, let me tell you, it's good news for the Caravellas. Let's say that. Uh huh. But Vinny, I think you might understand this one. Better than I thought I did. Uh-huh. Uh, EA has relented somewhat, maybe only somewhat, on their cross-gen kind of upgrade policy for Battlefield 2042. Yeah, so we talked about this a little bit where um, if you had the, ne- the are we calling it current gen? What is it, PS5 and Xbox Series X? Current or next gen? Mm, I, call, I, say, I call it current. Ask. Okay, so depends if you... Ask. It, is, it is, yes, it is very much technically the current gen, but... Well, I'll just say if you had the PS5, if you bought the PS5 version, for example, of Battlefield 2042, you did not get access to the PS4 version. You had to buy it separately unless unless you went up for the higher edition, the higher tier version of that game, like the gold edition, which would get you access to the, um, it would roll in the PS4 version. So they have now said on the digital edition of the PS5 on the standard digital edition of the PS5, and this is on the Xbox as well, on the Series X, you will get access to the last-gen edition of that game. So, but, not, gotcha. but not the other way around. So it, so that's the $70 edition. So that's when you buy the $70 current-gen PS5 Xbox Series X edition, or um, Series S, I assume, too. You pay that $70, you will get the previous generation version. But if you buy the $60 PS4 or Xbox um, uh, X version. I hate the names of these consoles. Uh, you will not. So okay. and there is, and there is currently no upgrade path. So if you are on a PS4, for example, and you're like, well, I think I'm going to get a PS5 pretty soon. Right now, it seems like your best bet is to buy the PS5 okay, standard that's, edition. That's the part I wanted to clarify is that that's kind of still a little bit fiddly for people who say only have a PS4. Yeah, and might and might not know better that they need to go buy a PS5 game for a console they don't own to future proof themselves. That seems to be because they have a pretty good fact on their on their page about um, answering a lot of these questions. That seems to be that also physical versions do not get this. Um, yes. This is this is digital yeah. licenses. Yeah. Um, so this uh, like one of the facts on here. I'll just read it. I currently have an Xbox One, but I might buy an Xbox One Series X in the future or S. Will you have an upgrade path available if I decide to purchase the standard edition on Xbox One? The answer, we presently have no plans for any alternative upgrade paths. This is also true for the experience on the PS4. Gotcha. So if, yeah, so, so if anybody doesn't know and buys just the old version yeah. and then gets a PS5 or whatever, they have, they're just going to have to buy the game again. Okay. Yeah. So they Which have... really stinks. But. Yeah, that stinks. I mean, they have... Th- this is better. It's better. This is better. I mean, just just make sure your dad knows to buy the PS5 version. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and like my brothers, so they'll have to pay ten dollars more for for if they want a future proof. That's basically what it comes down to. You pay yeah. ten dollars up front if you want a future proof. I'm not saying it's great. 
it's a little better. It's it works in my favor because now I can buy the PS5 version and get the PS4 version without buying the gold edition without spending the ninety dollars or a hundred dollars whatever it was. Um, and they have a lot of cross progression and stuff like that, so that's also good across um, PS4 and PS5. So that's that's also good. Anyway, I'm glad to see this. We're still in a, I think what's or what seems like to me, um an agitated atmosphere here because of the way this console rollout is going supply and adoption and a lot of things, you know, disposable income, all of these things were still one foot in one foot out. Yeah. I actually think- like said that in this uh, forum post where they announced this was like, Hey, we understand that not everybody's able to get one of these consoles. So yeah. kind of relaxing this policy a little bit. Yeah. So like, I, I feel like they, they have to reevaluate where they probably wanted to be at this point in the cycle for their games at launch to, to account for this stuff where yeah. your friend group might be on the next generation might be on last generation. Uh, I mean, these games will not play together. PS4 versions will not play with PS5 version. That's a big thing to mention here. If you didn't know. So battlefield 2042, the games are different. The maps are different. The yeah. number of players are different. So they just, don't you just go to your brothers and be like, think about how many players you could be fighting. If you had a PS5, I mean, if they could find one. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then, you know, if they could, you know, and then if they could afford it and then if they even want a PS5, I was, I was, I was reading this article about, uh, a member of the tech press. I think it, I think it might be the EIC of tech radar who has become like an unlikely social media star because of his like Herculean efforts to help people get Xboxes and Playstations. It's got like, got like he has shot up to like a million followers on Twitter just oh, because wow. he is like, anyway, the lead, like the part of the lead of the story was that like Ronan Farrow had followed him <laughs> and messaged him saying like, like, Hey, I need tips. I'm like, I'm trying, I'm trying like crazy to get a PS five. Is there anything you can do to help me figure this out? That's, like uh... just thinking about people of the caliber of Ronan Farrow. <laughs> are in the same scrap as everybody else trying to get their hands on one of these things. I, I think that thing, notoriety, I should say yeah, everybody's like a gamer who is, now. Somebody is who, well, yeah, no, it's not, it's not Ronan Farrow plays video games. It's like yeah. this guy has the published flattening. like, this guy has published like award winning reporting. He's like a household name in a lot of places. And even he can't just like call up Sony and ask for one of these. Yeah. Things. The, 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 yeah, that part like, is wild. The, I, I think we could probably say with any certainty, th- nobody likes this situation. Like yeah. Sony wants more, I, maybe scalpers no, do, but no, uh, yeah, like so, it doesn't benefit anybody except for yeah. people who are exploiting it. Yeah. Publishers, players, developers, everybody wants adoption of this, uh, new console, except I guess if you're out there making PS4 and <laughs> Xbox one, uh, games, but, uh, I don't know. That's, I guess good on EA, not quite all the way there, but I'll take it. It's something. Caravelle is rejoice. Yeah, I'm. I'm. That came soon, and I'm. I'm very yeah. curious to see how that all goes. We're currently playing um, uh, uh, Ghost Recon, uh, the Island. What is that one? Breakpoint. Breakpoint, which yeah. I think is um, not my favorite, really. Nope. No, uh, I don't think it was any. Not anybody's favorite. Uh, so, well, I'll be excited to to move on to something else. We never. We kind of fell off Outriders. We should go back. We had so many problems with the online stuff in Outriders. It was really no, tough. No aliens. No, I, I, we talked about it for a good long while of, um, do we want to go in on this? You know, listen, if we're on like PS plus, we'd all be playing aliens, but uh, you know, it's fair. Yeah. It's hard to get family to, 
you don't want to, you don't want people to pitch in and be like, you know, we're not enjoying this. Like we, yeah. we got into uh breakpoint because it was on sale for like five bucks and we're like, let's, let's give it a try. I think one of us already even had it from something. Yeah. I came with like division at some point. The news. How's the news? The news. That's it. The news. That is the news you can use. That's I just to feel like it's just a reflection of daily life at this point. Yeah. Just the same stories keep breaking over and over. You know, it's uh, sometimes it's good that the news is not. <laughs> you don't want that bad news, that, that horrible yeah, bad news coming in. Yeah, there. I guess so. But you know, listen, that Twitch hack sounds pretty. Rough. Twitch stuff is getting there. Yeah. Uh, so the games. Let's wrap it up. The games we talked about this week: Far Cry Six, Jet, The Far Shore. A reminder that is thirty dollars, uh, mm-hmm. not forty, um, for the, for the game there. Outer Wilds, Echoes of the Eye. Um, that's the DLC for Outer Wilds. Hell of a game. I'm still playing through that DLC, but I think it's pretty neat so far. Then we had our news block, whole bunch of stuff. But uh, takeaway is Windows 11 is out. Change your Twitch passwords or anywhere Twitch touch, touches. Probably change that. Turn on two-factor. Uh, we don't know if passwords did get out there in any readable form. But like Brad said, barrier to changing your password is not high. Actually, hopefully I don't get in trouble for saying t- change your password because something got hacked on the password changing side, but it seems like the best bet. Yes. It's the only thing you can do in this situation. Pretty much. Yeah. Suddenly people are going to be like, they're skimming passwords. I guess, I guess change your stream key. If you stream to Twitch. Yeah. Somebody told me that changing your password changes your stream key. So maybe it's keyed into your password. Oh, that may be Paul. I think that actually might be true. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, um, you know, don't expect a 4k switch anytime soon. Says Nintendo says Nintendo says nintendo nintendo says a lot of things nintendo does well actually nintendo doesn't say too much frequently they don't say much (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, but when they do they'd say some stuff thanks everybody for listening to this the the next lander podcast you can keep this podcast supported and going if you go over to patreon.com slash next lander bunch of different tiers there are a bunch of different levels you can choose which level you're comfortable in supporting us in we'd appreciate it it is what keeps us going uh and doing this podcast doing things like our ripper playthrough which i'm having a lot of fun with doing things like our hit marathon where brad Mm -hmm. and i are seeing who can get through the hitman maps the fastest so far it has been a lot of stress playing that but also a lot of fun we got a, a counter now on the, on the on the stream. Some historic moments. Some real good shaking the bones of the Hitman franchise uh-huh. and, and seeing what's what. But you can check out the archives of that or catch us live if you want. Uh, all of this possible by the people who support us out there. So thank you very much. Uh, whether it's on Patreon or just watching our stuff and uh, listening and giving us those good vibes yeah. out there. We do appreciate it. One of the tiers of our Patreon, the Mysterious Benefactor tiers, uh, has a reward, which is to get shouted out on this here podcast, and I am going to do that right here. So, our Mysterious Benefactors, as of the recording time of this, are Rob M., Nelson LeBlanc, James Smith, Skywarp, Brian D., John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Jack Eineker, Malone Hart, Nick Donegan, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, J.M., Jerry Lee, 
Gary Pejki, Matt, Conrad Kuzman, Robert Fisher, Joseph Reagan, John McInnes, The Bunny Fiend, Casey Shaughnessy, John B., Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Statics, Robo Jeebus, Andrew Jackson, Bacon Monk, Chris Barkhurst, Ninja Ducky, Anders Bouget, Devin Maestro Hall, Brian Murphy, Trevor and Adrian R., Blood Emblem, Kevin Velado, Randy Duax, Mark Allenbach, Alexander Otterstad, Aaron Gonzalez Beer, Andrew Tiebkin, It Me JP, Edward Cheek, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Richard Welsh, aka Hired Noobs, Matthew Herrig, Rick Button, Tyler Treese. And those are, are, are our mysterious benefactors. Thank and you so much for benefacting. Yes. yes. Now, with less mystery. And thanks right. everybody for uh, benefacting out there. Again, it all helps. It yeah. all, it all, yeah. it all keeps us going. Could keeps us do doing this without it. Uh, and I should mention also, we're playing Alex. You and I are playing uh, True Colors. Yes, life is <laughs> that strange. Game's, that game's punching hard. Yes, and I will say it is mostly connecting. I think. Yeah, that's uh, that one's got some resonance in it. That's, yes, uh, they're they're swinging. They're they're not holding a lot of stuff back on there. So you can catch that also archives over on YouTube. Uh, so thanks everybody for supporting us. Thanks everybody for keeping Next Lander going and growing, going and growing. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Brad Shoemaker. It's our, our motto. <laughs> Thank just, you. Just watch your just watch your keyhole. Mm-hmm. That's right. Don't seal it. Don't let anybody seal your keyhole. Alex Navarro. Thank you, man. And we'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs>